Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. The opening shots have been fired. Some series we expected to survive have bit the dust, like Commie Can't Communicate and Way of the House Husband. While others you'd expect to be dead on arrival have snuck through, like Sword Art Online and Kiss Excess. But who'll stand atop the landfill, and who'll sink deep into the depths? It's time to find out. Part 2 of Trashtacular Tournament Arc 2 starts now. On that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. A.K.A. The Trash, Manga, Friends, Podcast, Ultra, Galaxy, Mega, Monster, Battle, Never, Ending, Odyssey. Episode 56. So what's wrong with getting reborn as a trash manga? I am your forever host, Peach Boy Rivershawn, joined by my forever co-hosts, Beware the Philaness and Look Mike. How are you both? Your intros are starting to sound like uh, you're just throwing a thesaurus down some stairs and saying whatever falls out. No, that was, that's an Ultra. Uh, they've all been sequel series, and that was a uh, that was the Ultraman sequel. <laughs> See, no, I believe you absolutely because I have seen some nonsensical titles for things. Also, it's the tournament arc. Of course, I picked the most stupidly over the top ones. <laughs> yeah, like like I get that maybe some of them don't translate well, but man, titles for things in generally Japanese media are um they're a trip, man. There's a reason why there's been a light novel parody in every episode, because yes, or a is. manga parody, because they're the treats that keep on giving. <laughs> and I, I love the ones that are like just crazy long and super descriptive for no reason whatsoever. Those are my personal favorites. Yeah, other than that, I am uh, dying. Oh well, lovely. Yeah, mood. It's been a week since we recorded the first half of this to give ourselves a little Lies break. In we did it all in one sitting. Uh, yeah, we're actually doing this About live as well, listening to it. before it went live? No, no, it's, it's actually live as they're listening uh, to it right, right now. Right, sorry, yeah. Yep. And yeah, so in the meantime, I have decided to up and get some sort of vague illness, so I apologize for any perceived low energy. I assure you I'm equally furious with everything. Oh, don't worry, because uh, Phil will be here to bring the mood up as he always is. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah there it is there you go so, uh, <laughs> hope you're ready to carry mike <laughs> hey phil how you doing who are you <laughs> every Where time man what year is it <laughs> whose underwear am i wearing uh wow oh, i mean what what you do in your own room is your own business i guess but uh... you're all wearing underwear okay <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, this is this is the you know the uh, the big two year celebrate. How how has your past year been? There you go. Now that we're celebrating a whole year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do you mean like in reference to the show or just in general? Either or, Mike. How how has your May twenty one to May twenty two period been? Oh Jesus! Uh, honestly, not bad. I don't think like um, stuff hasn't been crazy terrible for me for the most part. In terms of the show, it's uh, ooh, it's been a ride. I remember we started off the show for the year, I mean. We started off the year somewhat tame. And then I got like a little concerned a few episodes in, like, oh man, are we just like are we taking the easy the easy way out here? And then there was a few episodes in there that made me go, no. You say this. The second one was Alice Academy, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, but it was shite. It was it was bad, yeah, but it was like <laughs> bad in such a way that was like easy to talk about. I don't know if I'm just describing you, that properly. You want but... hard to talk about series. No, not really. I just want something that elicits emotion. <laughs> Jesus you Christ. You're alive, man. <laughs> As Academy was, now that I remember it was it was pretty bad. That was the teacher pheromones in bed with little girl. Yeah, okay, fair enough. My, I might be talking shit. <laughs> yeah, man. And so we we did a few easy ones at the beginning of like throughout the beginning of the year and then yeah, it just just got worse from there and there you go. And we did some like confusing shit as well. And I don't mean like confusing in the sense of it was hard to read, just confusing as in but why though? <laughs> there was in the form of a uh, the weird spider monster one we did. Like only remember spider monster because we talked about it like 5 minutes before. Oh yeah, totally. Before. My brain is completely fried. I literally went, oh, remember this series? And I was like, no, I'm like, Mike, we spoke about it literally a week ago when we recorded. Oh, yeah, like, I, I don't remember what happened yesterday, let alone last week. So so all of the survivors are going to be a surprise. We're going to go like, Pretty Mike, much. talk about the series you buy it, and you're going to be like, which one was that? I only know which one that is because I'm looking directly at it. <laughs> so it's right on the list. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at both of them right now. Good. Like, yes, I remember what happened in that one. That's good to know. Good to know. Phil, how how has your May twenty one to May twenty two period been? It's been certainly has. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's better than May twenty to May twenty one. Not that that's that hard. is true. I got jabbed by needles three times. That was pretty great. Didn't get kidney stones, which is always a goal. Fair. Like I, I would give you shit for like constantly mentioning not getting kidney stones, but honestly. If I'd had kidney stones before, I would also probably mention how happy I am to not have them again. Yeah, so, it's uh, every day's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think it's like the main difference, the juxtaposition between 2020 and 2021, as in those years of the show. We started this first year of the show in like deep in lockdown of like from the the from the panorama. Hey, we didn't know it was deep in lockdown at that point. We were like a month or two. In fact. Because obviously we recorded before, like weeks before it went live. So we yeah. were like, yeah, this will probably only be a couple of months, maybe. And then two years later. Yeah, and it went on for a while, <laughs> let's say. Yeah, like it, it's it's not hard to beat that first year because that was hard for a lot of people for a lot of various reasons. And so it's it's nice to have this like this this comparison between our first year of like just trying to survive and then having the shit manga piled on top. And then the second year of like, we're fine now, but it's still shit. It, yeah. And hey, it makes me, oh, we'll get to it later on, but it makes me optimistic for year three because we're finally at the point where I'm now comfortable walking around outside without a mask as long as I'm not like in the middle of a town. Like, holy shit, I'll probably actually see Mike face to face this year for the oh, first God, time in years. <laughs> Yeah, like, I might go years, to the yeah. cinema again for the first. That's that's a brilliant thing because um, my birthday basically is in like late February, so just before everything went to shit basically in 2020. And uh, one of the uh, gifts my coworkers got me because I went to the cinema a whole bunch was here's <laughs> a City World gift card, which I haven't used in two years. Is it still valid? That's a, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. We effectively got you nothing. I it was know, quite right? expensive. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, dear. I went into lockdown, seen uh, Sonic 1, and uh, I might well come out of lockdown 
Sonic, Sonic 2. 2. <laughs> Honestly, Sonic 2. It's a good movie. Sonic 1's fine. Sonic 2. Good movie. I want to say it. I wasn't comfortable seeing it last month with you guys when because sure, uh, sure. it was still cases were a bit high in the UK, but now we're at a point where they're all pretty low. So either way, uh, it's it's been a rise past year, but uh, things are looking up for year three. I don't know. I've I've seen what we're reading next week. All right, uh, you know I'll be. <laughs> you, you, you have no idea what it is. <laughs> I've heard things, man. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard one thing from us. But uh, anyway, that's 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 the that's on the other side of this record. Hopefully, not four and a half hours. We'll find Hopefully. out. So. If you've not already listened to our last episode, and pending how long it is after the edit, I probably don't blame you. We're doing our second Trashtacular tournament arc. We've already knocked out 11 of the 27 series from year two. So now the 11 winners from round one, along with five series we buy straight into the second round, are going to 1v1 themselves to the bloody end to crown our second ever not actually trash series. And of course, then the battle royale to determine the trashest manga, friends. Which after the last episode, maybe isn't as clear cut as it first appeared. So, if you all are ready, shall we get the last 16 underway? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, thanks, Mike. So, first up then, it's one of my buys, actually, now in round two. How do we relationship, a.k.a. Sukiate Akitemo Ikana? This is done by Tamifull. It's ongoing with eight volumes. Uh, there is also a uh, Dojinchi version you can find. Uh, it's been licensed by Viz, who've done five volumes currently, and no anime or adaptation. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed this tale of um, that lesbian university relationship hijinks. Even if somebody was like, "It's a toxic relationship." I don't know about how toxic I would consider this to be anymore. Um, I, I feel like I didn't consider it that toxic now, now at the time. Now Kiss Exis, or <laughs> I, I mean, now yeah. let's be clear: Kiss Exis isn't toxic. It's I, just I wrong. I wouldn't say it's not toxic. It's it's not right. <laughs> it ain't right, that's for sure. But this one, I I remember exactly three things about this manga, which is it was a somewhat decent representation of first time gay relationships from one side like one more experience than the other i remember it had a lot of drama in it like a a lot of like petty shit let's say you said you say drama they have like minor issues yeah it's like they have a lot of them but they have they're minor this isn't like oh my god you slept with x no no but it's like every chapter they found a new thing to have a crisis over regardless of how big or small that crisis was and the third one was there was a dude called End. Who oh yeah, everyone's favorite. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> like just hated. He didn't hate gay people. He just hated everyone. Like yeah, oh, okay. So I, I just like I. There are people at uni like that. Believable. Sure, sure. He's just he'll just did it in a very very weird way. Like he didn't go out of his way to avoid people or anything. He just like hung around them and hated them. <laughs> it's like, all right. To be fair, from what I remember, when he was introduced to us, people were like, "Why the fuck are you even here then? If you just hate everyone, is like it's my fucking room you're in." <laughs> yeah. Why did you turn up to the party if you don't want to be here? It's my room. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story needed an antagonist, and end fits that role perfectly for what um... the story is telling considering the antagonism can't be in the main couple. I distinctly remember him just sort of being there. A dick. 
It was also a dick, yeah. He was just sort of there and a For, dick. For, like, no real reason whatsoever. See, I mean, we got peeks into his past, so there was clearly some trauma that had turned him that way. Yeah, some No, I'm not disputing trauma. that. It's just, it's just like, I hate you. For no reason other than you are you, it's like, and some people are like that, Phil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, no, they are. But yes, but the main reason I buy this, along with my other choice, is that I actually then went out and bought it. So I actually I haven't read them yet, but I've got like a whole mm. bunch of volumes of this, but not volume one because you can't buy that for love nor money because the volume one manga economy is fucked. We don't actually have time to like follow through with our suggestions. God. To be fair, that's because I'm doing about a billion different things, and I've all got a billion other mangas to read as well. But you know, I, I committed to this one. I've I've paid into it. You've you've put money down. I have, and that's more money than you've put down this past year. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, but that's because I haven't got any. <laughs> <laughs> Would if I could. But uh, yeah, so going up against how do we relationship is Shikamori. The uh. Oh. God, yeah. The nice, fluffy, sickly sweet, sickly sweet. Nothing happens. Wholesome, but kind of boring series. So, uh, yeah, fight. There we go. <laughs> I mean, to give. I already forgot what it's called. The one you buy. How do we relationship? Yeah, to give it credit, what credit's due? Uh, I was never bored by it. Uh, I never got bored when reading it, which is um pretty impressive, actually, as far as slice of life go with me personally. Pretty impressive considering you'll find any excuse to stop reading. <laughs> That's just because I hate doing things. But <laughs> no, it's um I remember while I did have my problems with it, I'd never actually got bored while reading it. And it was always interesting enough. Like even though it was like a different issue every chapter, it was still engaging and it elicited emotions from me. Like, yes, I wanted to dislike this antagonist they crafted even though it was a bit weird now and nowhere and he was just kind of there so i actually did i wanted to go so far as say enjoy it but i didn't dislike it at all it was very neutral to me whereas i feel cheeky mori was just kind of dull to read like and i get it we discussed this at length in the actual episode and probably last week as well but I remember we said that if it was in its own format, it would actually be way more digestible. That being a short between two other things. But as standalone experiences, which is what we're rating them against, I just like, I got way more enjoyment, I guess you could say, out of How Do We Relationship, even though I wouldn't say it was my favorite thing that we'd read all year by any stretch. Yeah, definitely. Like, I engage with all the characters and How Do We Relationship. I enjoy the narrative it's trying to tell. Shikamori. I don't hate any of the characters, to be clear. They're all fine. Yeah. And again, the relationship goals, as I've mentioned in the episode at the time, by all means, like it's a very healthy, happy relationship. That just made it not in that interesting to read about, especially when there was no overarching narrative, no forward momentum, and I had to do two volumes in one go. Yeah, it's like you said, um, the overarching narrative. There really wasn't one. There wasn't, like, yeah. At, at all, like... Like, what was the development we saw in those characters? There wasn't one. Exactly. Uh, they were uh, in the exact same place in chapter one as in chapter whatever we, however many we read. And you could at least say for how to relationship that it's, you know, there's development there. While I don't agree with the vehicle of which they used to get there, it, there is development. 
So, yeah, I'm not thinking there's much competition in this bracket, honestly. Shikimori is fine. Yeah, I mean, surprise, surprise, I'm going to vote for the series I buy and have oh, bought. So. God damn nepotism right there. I know, right? Who just saw it? Rigged. Totally rigged. I mean, go on, Phil. We haven't heard your take on Shikimori versus How Do We. Uh, <laughs> that pretty much covers it right there. <laughs> I mean, I think I prefer Shikimori most just because, from what I remember of How Do We relationship, I think Sean said, like, there was always little things that were causing some sort of drama in it. Never anything big or in- important or anything, but the way it was presented was as though it was kind of big at times. And it's just like, I, I find that sort of dynamic frustrating. No, I totally get you. It's not so much frustrating, but it's like tiring that there's always... Yeah, it's, it's like, just break up, be done with it. Wow, okay, Christ. No, really, if if you're causing that much of a shit fit over tiny things repeatedly, break up. Well, I think that was the issue, that they, they were never, like, big things. It was never, like, screaming matches, or it was no. never full-on arguments. But, like, the issue is that these two people, and they do discuss in the manga, and I remember, that they, they're wondering if they actually want to be together, or they just found another gay person. And... I think that was one of the central discussions of the manga itself, but I can honestly understand why that would not lead to a good reading experience for you. Because, yeah, why would you want to read about someone's very, very slow breakup? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, it might be they don't break up. Maybe they follow everything to become the happiest couple in the world. I don't, I don't fucking But in those two volumes, it's just like, oh, this person has a problem with the other person in the relationship. And Usually, what happens is, for a chapter or two, they don't even bring it up. They just sit there stewing on it, which yeah, unhealthy, by the way. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, I don't want to say blows up, but like, you know, something happens. It all comes to front. It's like, okay, we've resolved that. Great. Happy. Yay. And then the next thing happens. And maybe the roles are reversed. And it's like, what I'm learning here is the two people in relationships have a more pessimistic view of relationships than the one who isn't. I wouldn't say pessimistic, I'd say realistic. That... Yeah, like... <laughs> Dress it up however you want, buddy. <laughs> well, the reason there's a difference is because we're saying that there's issues in this relationship and they shouldn't be ignored. And that's true. You should never ignore issues that you have. Sure, but I'm not being like, oh, we have tiny issues, better break up. Like, no, you work through them. <laughs> No, but the problem is the amount of issues. Yeah. It's like three across the two volumes. I don't know, it's like every chapter and there's always like a new thing. Well, no, because they spread out the same issues over multiple chapters, so... Yeah, that also became a little bit tiring. <laughs> this tiny thing would blow it up to multiple chapters. And that, and as I say, that's just sort of kind of the issue, is the fact that they are tiny little problems that really shouldn't be a big deal. The way they're presented and handled but if there weren't big issues and big problems, you'd end up with Shikamori, which is boring. I so. agree to an extent. <laughs> um, the extent is, yes, if you just have a light, fluffy thing with no real development or no real plot hooks of any kind, then yes, you get Shikimori, who, which is a little boring. It's feel-good, but boring. The line, I think, is, yes, you can have these small issues, Everyone has tiny issues with their partners and their little peccadillos or whatever. But 
you do work through them and you not so much work through them. You don't like deal with their existence. You talk, you communicate and things are resolved usually. And you never feel like anything really gets resolved in this, in how to relationship. It always feels shrugged off. And that's the painful part of it. It doesn't feel like this relationship should keep going because it always feels so pushed to the back burner. Eh, I, I mean, I disagree with that apart from the one it ends on, but that's because it's ongoing. But uh, yeah. either way, now you have to pick. Which do you, do you go for wholesome but dull or flawed but interesting? I mean, let's, sure, I'll go first because I'm actually happy to say that in spite of the flaws of how do relationship, I just, I, I did not want to read more. In the format we reviewed it in, I did not want to read more Shikimori. It was too dull and nothing was accomplished. So I'm definitely voting for how do relationship. It's, it was just far more interesting. Even if it was flawed, it was way more interesting. And I wasn't bored. I was somewhat engaged. Honestly, yeah, it's a decent read. Feel? I would say Shikimori. I enjoyed reading it more than How Do We Relationship. I would rather read about a nice, wholesome relationship than not that. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Well, either way, Shikimori bites the dust as a How Do We Relationship sails through into the quarterfinals. So, next up, now two of the series that we did discuss last time around. So, it is So I'm a Spider, So What? Going up against claymore one of mike's choices versus one of mine my beloved spider isekai versus okay shonen <laughs> guess what i'm biased towards <laughs> honestly i still really like claymore and i think i like it more than so i'm a spider so what it's a shock gasp i mean like claymore isn't bad i just find it i found it very repetitive and then the second volume is a dragged out arc that never that goes on for too long it doesn't resolve I, that is read. definitely true i i honestly i can't really forgive how dragged out that and unnecessary that second arc in claymore felt but there was also a lot of that in soma spider as well and there was a lot of just things being there for the sake of it being there oh i freely admit i'm romanticizing spider because i merge all the versions in my mind and Admittedly, the two volumes of the manga are not the best way to experience the realm of the spider. Like, I do recommend the anime. It's not ideal at all. Like, neither of these are the ideal way of viewing these. There's a weirdly good matchup in that regard. Because the idea is, it ultimately comes down to, while yes, they are different genres, ultimately they're similar enough that it comes down to, do you like the uniqueness of one over the other? At least for me, is what it comes down to anyway. And so it's like, do I like the fact that it's a spider trying to learn how to spider in this fantasy video game dungeon-y style world? Or do I like The Witcher? I mean, I would so argue the spider doesn't learn how to spider, they just do. <laughs> that is true, yes. I have actually listened to this episode back recently, and that's one of our central problems with it, where they don't really learn how to do anything, they just start doing stuff and it just starts working and that's um exemplified in the whole i mean that's generally that's generally how humans function <laughs> well they're not human though they're a spider. yeah that's the point that they're not human that they're, they're a spider like they're a human in a spider <laughs> yeah but the point is like they don't 
experience any issues. It's just like, oh, I'm a spider. I can run around on eight legs and shit webs and. Now I'm I'm not I admittedly haven't watched the David Attenborough documentary on spiders, but I'm pretty sure spiders pretty early from their birth can probably shit webs. And I don't know how much teaching Mama Spider does on like I'm, his I'm how you shit web. I'm not that part. The part <laughs> is we don't see the main character learning any of this. It's just oh cool, I'm gonna just be like a master web shitter. <laughs> Spider Man wishes he could sling webs as well as I can. But Spider-Man doesn't really have much of an arc of like, oh, how do I shoot web? He just shoot. He goes yes, like, I built the thing that shoots a web, and now I swing. There we go, done. Did you not watch like Spider-Man one? Which one? You're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to be a bit more specific about which Spider-Man one. I've played the game, which doesn't have that, including the Miles Morales version, which doesn't really have a lot of that. I've seen the Marvel MCU one, doesn't really have that. Most versions of Spider-Man don't bother with that. I mean, the Tobey Maguire one, you. Sorry, not talking about the the MCU one. You just he's just there, and he is Spider Man. We don't have an origin story for him. We definitely don't need one because we've had. Well, that yeah, that's that's the big thing. Obviously, with like the MCU one in particular, after having already had two Spider Man universes, yeah, you don't need the origin story. You don't need to see him learning to become Spider Man yet. Tell again. that to the people who write Batman. <laughs> I would love to. Sure. <laughs> I, I would argue you don't need to do it for Batman. You don't need to do it. For, you don't need to do it for the big superheroes where we've had a million films of them already. You don't need to cover their origin story unless you're doing something new with it. You don't need to cover them learning to become the superhero unless they're doing something new with it. And similarly, I would argue you don't need to learn to see a spider learning how to shoot web. Well, I'm, I'm like, look, I'm not saying they need to spend like ten chapters telling us how spiders shit webs and. Just like a little, oh no, I'm, I, I'm being chased. I need to like put a web in the way. How do I do that? Ah. Yeah, it's also sure, like sure they're playing around a bit. They're not really like bad at it as such at first. Like there's like one point where they face plant a wall, and then it's like they are master web smiths after that. And yeah, it, there is problems with it in the sense that it's a little bit repetitive, and it does jump the shark pretty hard. Yes, I. We'll never deny that, as I think I made pains in the episode yeah, itself. To be like, yeah. yes, genocide was a step too far. <laughs> no one's arguing that point, <laughs> but it's like basically, which one breaks your to me? Which ones breaks the immersion more? The drawn out, kind of bland second arc of okay. Um, to me, that's Claymore. a very pessimistic. Where like breaks the <laughs> like I don't think I know the break the immersion. Like I'm not watching them going the magic is dead, but you know <laughs> I just engaged more. I found the spider narrative more interesting and unique and different than Claymore's, which runs out of steam very quickly. At least from what we saw, or doesn't commit to its ideas either. See the black card discussion in that. Episode. I mean, yes, that again, that, that's an issue. But it's, I think, for me, it's less that it runs out of steam as such. It's more that the Spider one stops being unique pretty quickly. Like, it's not very stylized, whereas Claymore tries to keep itself in this sort of stylized world. And it tries to keep itself, like, the art of it kind of thing. They, they try to keep it on this particular theme, and they keep trying to, like, build on that theme, which is why you end up going to, like, a cathedral just to try and show you something different but still within universe it, it falls flat but that's what they're trying to do whereas at least the manga of the spider it just it is literally just the same thing over and over it is spider gets into mishap runs away 
just that constantly. And yeah, there's a bunch of like it survives by like yeah. literally the skin of the teeth. It, that happens a lot, and that's pretty much all that happens over that whole thing. I mean, yes, they do a genocide at the end of <laughs> Volume Two, but uh, yeah, eventually, essentially, it is just the same thing over and over and over. Where they try to mix it up because they're trying to build on Claymore, and that's why I still definitely prefer Claymore. And I know it was like one of my choices throughout the year. I didn't buy it into this round; it got here on its own. But I think they're just like on stylization alone. It's just better because don't get me wrong, Zombie Spider has definitely got potential in that regard, but I do think it is wasted a little bit because it just goes on and repeats itself over and over and over. I think that's one of the reasons why I originally, when it was like in this battle of the summer of Isekai or whatever we called it at the time, yes, I think that's one of the reasons I chose the slime over it. It tries to do something different, whereas this one is very repetitive. I think that was one of my issues. Yeah, I won't, I won't redig my thoughts on some of this guy all over again. But yeah, fair enough. So I'm, I'm taking it. You're voting Claymore. I am voting Claymore, and that's not to say that Soma Spider is bad. I've actually started watching the anime since then. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the anime, but I can see what you were saying about it, and I can see that it is good. And I don't have a problem with its existence or anything like that. I'm going to keep watching it. Thanks, thanks. Like, how would you describe this anime? Well, I don't have a problem with its existence. <laughs> it doesn't offend me. It doesn't upset me. It doesn't make me overly happy either, but okay. I, what, what, what does at this point, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mood, mate. Oh. Uh, but yeah. So when I'm comparing everything I could possibly compare the two, Claymore just comes out on top for me. It's just a more interesting watch. I just really wish they hadn't dragged out the whole cathedral arc because it would make it a much surer thing for me. There you go. So Mike votes Claymore. Unsurprisingly, I vote Spider. I Again, I don't think Claymore is particularly bad. It's just very rough around the edges with what it tries to present. Maybe partly because it's also quite old as well at this point. Yeah, and by it's old, like I mean old in inverted commas because it's, yeah, it's within 20 years, but you know. Yeah. Uh, a long time in the world of anime and manga. Whereas Spider, I found a nice change on the Isekai format that had started to become a bit tired and to me didn't just become another boring power fantasy like a certain other Summer of Isekai series. But <laughs> I'm aware the person who's about to speak now would heavily disagree with me on that. I guess that, that leads Phil, who obviously didn't pick either of these series to be on the show. So now you actually have a choice to make, Phil. Claymore or Spider, where, what are you feeling? Oh, I'm not feeling. <laughs> do you feel anything anymore Med medic doctor help <laughs> I, I, I really don't know with these two neither of them are bad neither of them are particularly stand out to me in the two volumes we read either so it's actually a really difficult decision for me because <laughs> it's like uh... do you want this bland or that bland kind of yeah I, I mean I wouldn't say <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as bland, but yeah, it's basically what flavour of the month do I want? I've already covered my issues with Spider last episode, I think. Mostly around like suspension of disbelief and the inability to do so. And I think we covered Claymore last week as well, so yeah, like my issue with the main sidekick character. Ah, oh, we got so just... close without saying them. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Fucking pointless. <laughs> And I will remind everyone of this every time we discuss it. I want to defend it. I really do. But I, I know. 
I, I can't. He has a name, Mike. And who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the defense has got no leg to stand on. It's just <laughs> pointless character. I agree. I think for me, based on the two volumes we've read, I would probably say Claymore just because I can see it could do some interesting stuff further down the line, like next volume even. You see the building blocks. The, of the world building is set up in such a way I can imagine stuff happening and there being a more exciting thing to come. Whereas so far with Spider in those two volumes, it maybe they get out of the cave and then it's like, alright, but I know next to nothing about that at the moment. I don't know what that would even look like. Could be the most goddamn exciting thing in the world, but it could also just be the nothingness. Not to not to spoil it, you, they don't. No, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the cave, the cave, cave is love, cave is life. For the next, that, that's also the other thing. They could also just not do. No, I think you've mentioned it in the actual episode. There is some stuff the anime brings forward, which expands on that world building a bit. But unfortunately, the manga doesn't have that, so I can't comment on it or vote on it based on that because I don't know about it. As someone who has watched it recently, it does, but I don't think it does it well. But... Right. <laughs> it, uh, the human side of that series has issues, but, you know, it would be something to break up the spider it, stuff. Sure, sure. And sure. Uh, also would have hid the whole genocide stupidity. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking genocide, man. You wouldn't have seen that jumping the shark, but... Uh... Yeah, so Spider bites the dust, cleaved it twain by a claymore. But uh, next up, interestingly, we've got Phil's by. So that would be Beware the Villainess, written by Berry and Soda Ice, art by Blue Canner. This is ongoing with 100 episodes. You can read 92 on Tapas. I, I completely forgot about the author and artist names. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it, I think it's because they're Korean, and sometimes in Korean you get actual names, and then sometimes you get, you get pen names. These, yeah. <laughs> Not that I know anything about Korean, so this could be tremendously insulting, but is it? I'm guessing it's something somewhat like when you write a Japanese name in kanji, you don't actually like write the name, you write two symbols which mean two different things, but it's like pronounced like that. Well, I think in this particular case, their names aren't even written in Korean, they're written in English. No, oh, okay. Yeah, like I say, I know nothing about this space, so I was making a guess. But yeah, um, this one bored the shit out of me. Yeah, this was uh, the Fly Me to the Moon episode of Year 2. Oh god, yeah, it was. Where Mike was like, this is trash, this is awful, and me and Phil were like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> this was the uphill struggle of the year, yes. <laughs> oh god. So this is the one where reincarnated, of course, so it's an, it's an isekai, woman reincarnates into the villain of her favorite book period piece although i probably couldn't tell you which period it is generic fantasy lords and ladies period no, yeah uh, i think it's a bit later than the generic fun also they have a gun yeah they have I'm... guns and magic and werewolves the werewolves that don't do anything in what we read they're just sort of there but yeah that i oh god and there was the because she had to fit so calmly into the narrative of this book that so she was engaged to a person who would openly cheat on her in front of her face and then be like, what do you mean you don't want to marry me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
none of us were denying the opening bit wasn't like it wasn't a strong start. Like oh, so repetitive. It, it was a slow start for death. Yeah. If I'd only read like the first five or ten chapters, because basically I can't remember character names at this point, but the lady and her betrothed the first the four the, the male characters, the prince, yeah. yeah. If it had only been those two, then yeah, no chance in hell this would have been because it was very slow and the prince was very much like, I'm like gaining on with this woman in front of you. Why are you so mad? Uh, and what Machiavellian scheme am I going to come up to one-up him? Grr, that dastly prince making out with other people in front of me. Grr. That part was crap. Uh, I'm not denying that. And then the series goes, oh, we should probably move on from that to the rest of the male characters and make the female a badass and be interesting and then focus on the other characters and becomes much more interesting and engaging from that point onwards when it moves the hell on from the prince. I mean, sure, by the end of like the fifth chapter, I wanted to fucking die, but it does get a little bit more interesting after that. Not enough, in my opinion, but you guys clearly have different opinions. I, I think it helps that the lead female was, for me, really engaged, like, got to be a strong female lead without being a parody or like being yeah a, and don't get me wrong I, I appreciate her strength as a character but the problem for me wasn't so much the character it was the story the story yeah like there really wasn't one like not really and it wasn't like slice of lifestyle no story it was just like the story is she's trying to live happily ever after without being pulled into the nonsense of a novel pretty much oh, yeah but that was so boring it was so dull She's trying to save the heroine of the story from the shitty male leads because now that she's in the world, she realizes actually all these love interests are just awful. Not great, yeah. Like, why would anyone romanticize them? After yeah. the honeymoon period of her reading the book, living it, she's like, wait, no, they're all shit. Which, as far as meta commentary on the whole genre, is pretty great. Yeah. But besides that, it just the actual story we got was so dull, in my opinion. Like, it just didn't progress anywhere at all, and I know the argument you guys are going to give is going to be something to the effect of, of course it progresses. She decided to change her place in the world and not go along with the plot of the story. and Her character motivations changed, basically. I, I just don't think that was enough to carry the story at all. Although, once again, I'm not super interested in another uphill struggle here, so <laughs> if I lose this, this round, then so be it. But man, this one this is a tough sell for me. Well, what is it up against then, I hear you ask? It is up against Ash of Purgatory, another oh, of Mike's picks. Because <laughs> this is one of the picks that I didn't like, of my picks I didn't like, so... Fuck, man. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, did, do you pick the, uh, the cool badass lady, or the weird witch, sort of, emotionally fueled? Had potential, but that's the most it had going for it. <laughs> I suppose that's the, the difference here, it's like... Which one do you want to invest in more? Like the here oh, and now. Full stop. Like if it wasn't, <laughs> I'm gonna not to not to give my hand away immediately, but uh, I'm pretty much if Beware the Villainess wasn't locked behind insert trash. I can't remember which one it's on, but insert trashy webtoony currency here. I want to say it might be oh. Tapper. I, I I have that written down. It is behind Tapper. So if it wasn't behind, I think Ink is the system they use. I would absolutely read all of this now. Or if I could go into a shop and buy it, would absolutely do that now. That's the only reason I haven't continued on with Beware the Villainess, because screw, insert economy here. I mean, you could pay the economy, which I know is the point to not do that, but then you could print out every page individually. 
you know, use a printer. That is just an awful way to get a physical <laughs> copy of something. Right, great. I mean, I'll just, like, it's a webtoon. I'll just get it printed on toilet roll or something. There you go. <laughs> printed on an ancient scroll. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, don't, don't be, I'm watching that anime. Like, that's, that'd be... Uh, I don't a, get that joke. Ascendance of a book. Well, uh, good, uh, I don't good-ish. Uh, but, um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much like. Don't get me wrong, Ash isn't terrible, but it is very much you're bet- betting on potential with that series rather than what you actually get. Whereas Beware the Bitterness, I want to read. You say betting on potential? It was a one shot. Yeah, like betting on the potential <laughs> of what could have been. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, right. Like not to relive again what we said in that episode and then again last week. But uh, Ash and Purgatory's biggest upside is very much the. This could like this is the one of the three we did, the short stories we did, that we'd most like to see continued because it's most suitable yeah, for that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But to me, it comes down to... Because I didn't really like either of them. So to me, it comes down to which one played with the ideas, well, both the best ideas and played with them the best as well. So which one had the best ideas going forward, whether or not they succeeded? Because Ash of Purgatory was so flawed, man. It was so flawed, especially because the weird like romance subplot in that wasn't even a romance. It was just some guy pining after this woman he just met. Like, literally just met. Yeah, like, it's such an odd choice of character motivation. If they'd had the guy spend, like, a week with her, it would have made way more sense. But no. Well, then you got uh, Beware the Villainess, where it's just like, okay, yes, they definitely have more history with each other, but it's just so dull and nothing really gets accomplished throughout the entire time and i know we talked about last week how the one shots have the or the short stories have the advantage of being one and dones but it it really might be the difference between these two for me i don't know what i'm gonna pick yet honestly because god these both have such major flaws for me personally then phil you buy you buy this series so let's uh let's hear your take why do you why do you like beware the villainess which not to give it the game away, I assume you're voting for. Ooh, that, that's an assumption, that is. Like that. Like, okay, I won't speak for you anymore. Take it right. away, Phil. Who, who knows? Maybe. Maybe. No, it's that. I, mean, I want to say that this kind of happened last year. Like, one of us, probably me, buyed something, and then when it got to the matchup, we're like, ah, actually, I don't know. Possibly because of how stuff fell, I think. Probably yeah. there was, like, one thing where we were like, ah. But, yeah, for me, Villainess was better like yeah it has a bit of a slow start probably have cut out half of those chapters or trimmed them down should i say but the characters are interesting quite like the art it's some of the nice art we've had i think and i know it does have the advantage of color but, uh even still quite nice the story was enjoyable like there's a few series i read which have this sort of theme like the and i think we mentioned it in the episode the big manga version of this is my life as a villainess all roots lead to doom or something like that yeah well called. to be fair i think that's not that's the new kink is the wrong word but that seems to be the new niche of the isekai fantasy genre is like oh man this villainess series is popular let's make series about villainesses now yeah it, it's basically like oh someone gets reincarnated into the villainess of a story and they've got to stop whatever the story is that normally ends up with them dying, basically. It's like, oh no, in every route, the villainess dies. I've got to stop this. Ah. 
Like I like Marissa, the main character in this. She's a really strong character, which I think it needs in this series. And yeah, I just generally I just enjoyed it. Whereas Ash, it, it was fine. But then you had that weird dream sequency thing, and there was the weird romance thing, and like there's potential there. But that's the problem. It's potential, and well, we already know we're not getting more of it because it, it's a one shot. It's done. It's over. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think now it'll be coming to my choice. I think now that I've listened to you guys talk about this, and I've been able to sit with it, and now that I know that my decision actually doesn't matter because Villainess is going through regardless, sure I is. Still think I would pick Ash of Purgatory over the two of these because it comes down to me which one is more interesting in its ideas because i don't think either of them executed well and yeah asher purgatory has the worst art color notwithstanding it has strange plot points and it was all a dream can go either way depending on the mood you're in but it was still more of a risk, more interesting than Beware the Villainess. I feel like that was just very lackluster for me. Though I would pick Asher Purgatory, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? In, indeed it doesn't, as it, it bows out, and that's uh, that's three rounds now where we've had split decisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, there you go. Exciting. I know. And even more exciting now, it's a battle of the sci-fi series. Started off with one of our the one of our most recent entries and uh, one of Mike's buys choices. So uh, first up, we have Colorless, written and drawn by Kent. This is ongoing with six volumes and a Jojinchi version. Uh, licensed by Seven Seas. There's one volume. The first volume is out now as this goes live. I was surprised you buy this one, Mike. What's not to like? It's weird Batman with a magic gun. <laughs> uh, sure. Like, okay. First of all, you had a lot of problem with the magic gun in the episode. I was going to as we're recording problem. this, I very recently edited this episode. <laughs> I, I remember you having problems with the gun. Uh, define problems. Uh, anytime any of us tried to call it science, you were like magic. Oh yeah, it's straight up a magic gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a gun that fires magic. What? <laughs> how many? How many times was that joke made in the episode? It's not a joke. I, I genuinely believe all the color <laughs> stuff in this is just straight up magic. Uh, Science magic, maybe, but magic. I mean, clearly you believe the series is magic because you buyed it. So I, I really liked it. I can't remember if I was overly positive of it in the actual episode or not. I think we were all generally... Yeah, like, not like, not like wowed by it. Well, I remember, it was... yeah, it was a generally overall positive, more like, not necessarily committing tone, but a more positive than negative tone but not enough that i was expecting mike to say this was one of his buys well that's because um since we reviewed <laughs> it was available <laughs> well a that and b uh since we reviewed it i have become more favorable towards it i like the idea that they go with where like the single colored elements they have because this is a story about post-apocalyptic future everyone has mutated and into weird creature things hard to describe they, but they very strange regressed evolutionary i believe i mean i wouldn't put something. it like that i believe you are fine the term is they have ascended to our great reptilian forms <laughs> uh, whatever oh. the case <laughs> shit's weird yo and all technology apart from some of it has stopped working technology that wasn't powered by magic stopped working yeah um, uh, electricity 
Magic, yes. Magic, yes. And <laughs> electricity is basically magic. So is fire. Just shut up. Just uh, live with it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I won't. <laughs> I've played Final Fantasy. Fire and electricity are magic. So there you go. In any case. And then the, the plot itself centers around this uh, person who gets abducted by this cult of people who want to rule the world with what little color there is left in it because color in the world has magic powers. They don't want to rule the world. They just want to bring about the advent of their god and yeah, his sure. eldritch yeah. abomination glory. Not <laughs> yes. Cthulhu. And there's a girl that gets kidnapped and we find out that she's secretly not mutated. But then that gets resolved real quick, so it's not really about that. It's mostly about this uh, shady organization that wants to bring about around color-rich Cthulhu. And yeah, it was actually just a very interesting read in the sense of the way that some of these ideas are quite generic and normal. But they play with them in interesting ways. The single color element, like whenever there's a color in the world, and by color I mean like the physical object of a color, it's like a glowing rock, but those parts are actually in color and everything else is black and white, as you would normally see. And it really does give this thing a really good visual hook. I also like how the character is essentially Batman, and he is one of those master of everything types, but he's like the top researcher into the colors somehow. And it's all just a little silly, but it all but it does it in such a way that it allows you to suspend your disbelief. And I was able to really enjoy this. And it's one of those series that the more I think about it, the more I appreciated how it did it, the the things it did. One thing I don't think we mentioned in the episode, I could be wrong on this, is actually how the series came about a bit. Okay, because apparently. When the author was a wee lad, he watched a black and white film and, you know, being a dumbass kid, was like, mm-hmm. wow, the world used to be in black and white. And that was basically apparently how it all started. That's amazing. Yeah. Just like he, he had this misconception that at one point the world was black and white. There was no color. The movies weren't black and white. The world was. Yeah, basically. Outstanding. And then he did some like, one shot style things, which I think we did mention. Mm-hmm. I can't remember everything to it. There might have been some more around it, but the central premise of the world being without color essentially stemmed from him thinking there was a point in time the world didn't have any color. Yeah, because that's the one of the interesting plot hooks of Colorless. It's like the world, like the black and white nature of the manga isn't just a cost-saving measure in publishing this thing. It is actually canonical it's it's a a key part of the world that there is no color in this world there was a solar pulse that yada yada something something bleached all the color out of the world i mean if anything the gyart style of this with the occasional like the sin city-esque splash of color means that uh, the publishing costs is more exactly there is that actually can i say i love that as stylistic choice oh yeah me too and that, that definitely helps towards me buying There's a few well. bits where you actually do have colour and it, when it's like really vivid and things and it's just like, oh, yeah. I love it. And it, it's so eye-catching and it's so very different to what we normally get. And the very fact that they're willing to do that and like publish that means that it just gives you an idea of the amount of effort they're willing to put into this. Like there's not going to be a whole lot of stupid ass pulls in this in the future because 
you know, you, you're publishing this what? thing, which is probably quite expensive. Uh, do you have a counterpoint to that? I, oh, it's got a colour in it. Therefore, it's clearly an objectively great series. No, that's, that's not what I said. Like, what? That's what you're leaning towards here. That's not what I said. What oh, I said the publishing was, costs are a little higher. Therefore, must objectively be brilliant. That's not what I said. <laughs> what I said was they're going to give more of a shit about it, which is going to lead more into them making smart decisions and do less ass pulls because they're going to want people to keep buying this expensive thing they're putting out. And it just acts as a little bit of insurance. And granted, it's not a, as you're trying to say, it's not a, a guarantee of any stretch of it just being this amazing piece of work. But I do think they commit to that idea of making it a much better read. And that's why I buy this. Like, it is just a very solidly made and decent read. And it's fun, too. It recognizes that it's silly, but it leans in and it's like, you don't lose your immersion or your sense of disbelief. Like, it's not that silly. It's just, it's the right amount. And yeah, it's good. It's a good read as well. Like, it's well written. It's pretty good. Uh, it definitely is, has the artistic. Well, the art is very much on a scale of like, on the one hand, it has the very interesting artistic, stylistic choice of going down that Sin City esque route, which is fine. I've got no issues with that. But on the other hand, then sometimes the mangaka's like, oh, there's no color on this panel. So they do it hyper detailed. And it's like, no, stop. I have no idea what's yeah, the, happening. The, the art is a bit messy. I think, as uh, Mike put in the episode, there were action scenes where you literally couldn't tell. How did we get from A to B? I <laughs> I know where they stop, but... Um... The fight choreography was just not great yeah. sometimes. And yeah, like it, it definitely has its issues, but I'm willing to overlook those issues myself. And I would get it if you're not. Yeah, well, uh, let's let's find out if it can, if it can go deep in the tournament, because as I said, this is a sci-fi battle, so it's up against Reborn as a space mercenary. A.K.A. it's an isekai, but they've scribbled out the word fantasy and wrote sci-fi. That's not all they've done. He's got a he's got a spaceship. That, I'm, I'm trying to work out what part of Sean said is wrong based on that. <clears throat> None, really. <laughs> Nailed it, buddy. <laughs> I was trying to be hyperbolic. It's, uh, yeah. So this is the one where he just wakes up one day and is in a spaceship. He's like, I am the best spaceship man ever now. From, from what I remember, I think we're saying, yeah, it's fucking weird how he just is so amazing at flying a spaceship. I do vaguely remember now there is some very minimal lip service paid to the fact he's like, oh, how convenient this controls just like my games. <laughs> yes, it's like convenient. Uh, yes, I think there was a whole bit in the episode where we went, obviously, play Microsoft Flight Simulator makes you a master spaceship pilot. Listen, like, I, can, I can understand because it's like it gets your foot in the door. <laughs> well yeah there, there is that but it's more i was gonna say you can actually get some like super complicated flying sims and like races like you can get all the you could essentially have a simulated cockpit i'm aware pilots train on flying sims like there's actually that spaceship one as well that people spend ridiculous amount Eve of money peripheral to... no no it's a different one uh, uh, elite dangerous elite. Yeah, oh, okay. really dangerous. People spend ridiculous amounts of money on like special chairs and joysticks and stuff just to get like the legit experience on that. So yeah, like I, there is space simulators, I guess. I can understand him maybe being able to fly a ship loosely, sure. but like being that's like not the, the best goddamn pilot in the world. But that's true of all it's a kind like i'm reborn to this world and i'm instantly a god yeah no yeah like, i don't care uh, if you've got level of thousand abilities if you like see a slime you're like right how do i swing a saw on that <laughs> <laughs> i appreciated that this manga 
tried to be unique. That being said, that's pretty much all it tried. <laughs> Didn't really succeed. I don't know if I'd say it even tried. <laughs> fair, fair. I'd say it tried to distinguish itself, which I think it did by virtue of, as Sean said, scribbled out fantasy and put in sci-fi. Because mm-hmm. that's all you need in the Isekai genre. I think that's about uh, it. I think yeah. that's about all that differentiates from other Isekai. His motivation was stupid as well. Something like he wanted to get a nice house. He, he wanted a house on a planet so he could drink Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's real dumb. It was just a really dumb story, but it wasn't really trying to be smart, exactly. I think where it falls apart is when it tries to go near something serious, because they clearly didn't have the the skills to pull it off. And that re- that was really immersion-breaking. Like, when they tried to do, like, super serious combat moments, you're just like, what? <laughs> straight lines going across the panel. Is that them shooting at each other? In many ways, they both have that problem. <laughs> they, they do, yep. <laughs> they do. But uh, now you have to pick one. I have to pick a sci-fi series, Mike. I mean, I don't think it's going to surprise you what I'm picking. I'm definitely picking Colorless here. Because, oh, what? Yeah, like, no one's surprised. Nepotism at its finest, everyone. But yeah, Rick. it's... Rick. Rick. <laughs> like, the space mercenary one is just it's just dull. I, I wouldn't mind playing that video game. I'd play EVE Online or whatever the equivalent is. Or um, what's that really old one? Freelancer? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, Freelancer's it, fucking great. What? It what is, yeah. It's on MMO, though. It's not an MMO, it's a single player. Essentially this, but a single player. I think it does have multiplayer, but it's not an MMO. I mean, all I'm saying is, in theory, if you want to play an epic sci-fi adventure, Starfield is honestly coming out this year. Totes. I can actually believe that is coming out this year. I <gasps> don't for a second. Oh no, you've brought into the propaganda. <laughs> We've seen less of it than Final Fantasy 16. No chance in hell is that this year. Hey guys, I, uh, yeah, I don't think there's enough there for space mercenaries like it decent ideas but never played with never touched and just falls back on all the generic it's kai tropes apart from the fact it's in space that's about it really everything else is the same which is lame phil which way are you going uh i'm also going colorless yay well i, I think mike covered it really space mercenary was fine it, it was scribble out of fantasy, sticking sci-fi, and you've got whatever isekai you want, really. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the fact it is sci-fi does set it apart somewhat, but it also just didn't really feel like it did all that much. So, ah, occasionally we'll have a space battle. It's like, great. And, and then, like, just wasn't much that made me think, yeah, this benefits from being a sci-fi. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I'm I'm torn on this one because I like both of them for different reasons. Like, I like all the characters of like I engage with the characters of Space Mercenaries a lot more. Like, I thought they were all kind of interesting, from the drunken idiot to the not terrible Isekai, but admittedly also fairly standard Isekai protagonist to the Starship Captain and all that. Even if we didn't get necessarily see a lot of them at times. Certainly more than Colorless, which is just, I'm Batman. <clears throat> and then, I'm a robot. Colorless also like has a, does have a lot going for it. A lot more in terms of like high concept premise behind it. Batman is a fairly... There's much more of a driving forward narrative that's interesting and different, rather than just insert isekai tropes here. So, uh, I... But I guess, 
if I look at it in the case of which one would I buy more likely, probably playing it safe with Space Mercenaries because I could assume that would be a solid story, whereas Colorless I have more reservations over, especially thanks to the art making the action scenes, which it has quite a few of, not great. So I think they're both perfectly fine and well worth checking out, but I think I'm more likely to put money on Space Mercenaries, so I will go for that. But uh, ultimately, it's irrelevant because Colorless does go through to the quarterfinals. How dare you? How dare you? Controversy, my goal. I'm livid. Good. Now we move on to Mike's other buy. Oh, the boy. other half of the bracket. So uh, another one from our one-shots episode. Look Back, drawn and written by Tatsuki Fujimoto, a.k.a. Mr. Chainsaw Man. This was a one-shot, so it's finished. It's currently readable in digital format online via Viz, but there is a physical release coming out in October. This this is a masterpiece. It's brilliant. Yeah, this is a bit of a weird one because I buy this but you chose it for the one shot. I chose it, and I considered buying it, but then you buy it, so I, I didn't did, need yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, uh, so now Phil, if he wants to go for whatever the other thing is in this category, he's got, a, he's he got an uphill struggle. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. He doesn't. Uh, uh, oh, no, what, what could it possibly be? Hang on, let me just write Phil's number there. Yeah, Phil, Mike, and Sean will vote for Look Back. So let's just, <laughs> let's just discuss Look Back, because I don't think there's any point wasting time against with its opponent, which is Sword Art Online. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm willing to consider anything. Then when Sean's like, no, nah, Phil's definitely voting look back. I was like, there's only one thing in this place <laughs> that I would not even consider. Let's let's not entertain Sword Art Online and live back like on Look Back, which was really good. But uh, it Phil, was really good. But Mike, sorry, you chose to buy this one. I did. Take it away, champ. Well, it, uh, this is just a story of two friends meeting and deciding, essentially deciding that they're going to become manga artists together and them over the years honing their craft and finally getting like published and stuff and then having to go their separate ways. And it's just a very wholesome story. It is, in my opinion, a slice of life very much done correctly. Has a bit of a weird ending, but it's fine. In fact, because uh, it tries to do like a what if thing at the end. Yeah, it's definitely. And to be fair, I think it's better because it does something else kind of unique as well at the end. But it is yeah. definitely a little bit disorientating to be. I think even in the episode we debate like, is it is it alternate reality? Is it time skips? Is it like universe A, universe B, etc.? Yeah, I, I actually just really liked it all the way down. I don't think this manga actually does anything badly. I believe all of the conflict that the characters had because it's trying to pitch itself as somewhat biographical and it's trying to pitch itself as like this could actually happen and i totally believe everything could happen almost verbatim in this the ending is a bit weird because it i mean granted it could still happen but the ending is one of the <laughs> one of the pair ends up dying because they go to art school and then someone comes in smash the place up with a machete or an axe or something and like yeah that, that could happen but eh, probably not gonna happen oh, no, that, that part i can believe will which is the part you can't believe will happen i'm gonna assume it's the bit where they write on a strip of paper yeah. and then that goes to universe b 
Yeah, okay, I'm not counting that bit. Right, okay. <laughs> Apart from the bit that could never happen. No, I mean, like, the stuff that actually happened in the story. <laughs> that happened that, that, in the that, story. That happened in the story. No, because no, I, okay, so I consider that part to be, like, because I, after the part where this friend who they haven't talked to for a long time. What we're learning uh, is Mike considers some of the one-shot non-canon. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> Absolutely not what I'm saying. Because uh, the character, the surviving character goes to essentially where they met. Well, it's their house. Yeah, their house, their room. And remembers the circumstances with which they properly were introduced to each other. And it involves a piece of paper which has like a fork over, yes. Makes one of those and slides it under the door. And it, then it shows you like a divergent timeline as to what could have happened if that went slightly differently. Like they only they only gave them like half the comic or something like that. I can't remember the exact mechanism for it. It's a little silly, but that's kind of the point. Like this person is grief stricken and they're trying to imagine this world where things could have gone differently. I'd believe that if it wasn't for the fact that I'm pretty sure at the end of the story, then that world then affects realities yeah from what i remember there's then another comic strip goes back from the bedroom side of the door back into the corridor where the grieving person is which is why i always lent into universe a universe b see i i still didn't think that i think the transition was a little confusing but i always interpret that as just the grief stricken imaginings of a person i mean it could be Either way, I feel it adds an interesting wrinkle to a story that didn't necessarily need it, but I think it does add something to it. Adds a punch to the ending, I think. Yeah, it does. I, I think it can also just add a layer of confusion in some ways. I, I just think it um, nailed it all the way down. And uh, yeah, this is definitely something that I would look into buying at some point if the funds ever became available. You mean it's under a tenner and you can buy it in October time? Sure, probably do that. And then. it's you know it's one volume because it's a one and done. It's a one shot. It one is a one shot. I must say I haven't read it yet, but I know he's done another one shot now as well. I think it's called Goodbye Airy, which I've not yeah. read yet. Point is very good, and honestly, anything negative against it is somewhat nitpicky. Yeah, and when you're up against SEO, frankly, <sighs> <It's> a... <laughs> All, almost anything <sighs> could win. But SEO did make it through round one, so I can't say anything. <laughs> Ah, uh, SAO. SAO, uh, Any Any final thoughts people want to say about SAO bar it's shit? Uh, just same thing we've always said. Wasted. Wasted potential. And it's painful to look at. It's just not good. Like, potential alone genuinely gives this thing points. It really does. Because it's so... Such a good idea. So well presented. And then they... Fuck it. <laughs> like, completely fumbled. It's just very badly presented. Ah, Disappointing. So disappointing. It's funny, because it's so disappointing. Because it's like, how did you fuck up this bad? You had one job. It's impressive, truly. Yep, pretty much. But uh, feel free to listen back to six hours of pure suffering in our manga and anime recaps. I don't know. I don't think I had suffered through those. Those are some of my favorite episodes. One of us suffered. <laughs> it was it was fun to talk about, that's the thing. And I'm genuinely sad to see it get knocked out of this competition, because of course it's not going past this round. But like oh, it was it was fun. <laughs> like it was fun just to be like just sitting in like this this 
air of just crappy manga and being like, oh, look at this shit thing. And look at that they shit on that as well. Oh, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, no chance it's winning. No, no, no. There you go. Mr. Schadenfreude loves his Schadenfreude. Sure do. Oh, dear, yeah. But uh, now we move on to a series that luckily Phil is, and it's the kind fact that Phil is much more invested in. As for our next one, it's uh, Reincarnated as a Slime up against How to Make an Invisible Man. Oh, that. Oh. Oh, man. Look at the disappointment in Phil's voice as he realizes he has to pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we both uh, reviewed both these last week, of course. Invisible Man is the social invisibility angle of uh, would anyone care if I existed? Reincarnated as a Slime is. Person gets reincarnated in a slime world and goes about building a nation. <laughs> it's a it's a trashy power fantasy, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to say trashy. <laughs> I, I really would. wouldn't. Power fantasy, <laughs> certainly. But I wouldn't go so far as to say trashy. They are trying to accomplish very different things. Uh yeah, okay, yeah. Invisible Man is like a one volume series of like eight chapters and kind of done where slime is trying to set up a long and has done, to be clear, for all my disagreements <laughs> with slime. It's one of the biggest franchises going today in anime and manga, so fuck do I know. It clearly resonated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's done amazingly well. But uh I I always just got ticked off by how Slime just so immediately apparently makes it clear that this guy is an untouchable god and just gets gifted resources out the ass. This is one of the areas that we did disagree on because uh, we uh, me and Phil didn't agree that it was just an immediate upturn in everything we did agree that it was very convenient a lot of the time uh, this guy conveniently happened to be eating grass and he just so happened to get the healing some healing herbs in his inventory because of it but yeah, yeah that that shit's convenient and we're not saying no it was to that stuff like i think in the first, these first two volumes off the top of my head there's stuff like oh my god i need like 40 magical swords for this evil lord dude and you're like, oh shit, okay, well he's going to have to go get the materials, he's going to have to do that, and then Slime's like, oh, I've already did that in the cave earlier, so uh, mm-hmm. here you go, done. Yeah, that, then, uh, st- stuff like that is very convenient. It's like, why, why make a problem if it's solved a nanosecond later? Like, why waste my time as a reader? I would argue it's not making a problem. It's presenting it as a, oh, this is, a, this is an issue, and it's not. It's presenting another character has a problem that he has solved. But then why would I be invested in any character's problem? Which is my fundamental issue with it. Why get invested when the solution is just Rimuru's fixed it before it even began. But that was my problem with it. Again, I'm very much aware I'm in the niche here. Yeah, see, I never really saw it as too much of a problem. Convenient, certainly, but it never affected my enjoyment of it because it does try to play with ideas that you don't see very often. Someone starting at the bottom and becoming the God King is very much a standard trope in manga and anime but they're doing it in a very unique way they're bringing new mechanics to the system it's not literally just man with magic sword levels up here is his stat block and it really does try to do it in an interesting way and it's fun as well like it has a great sense of humor and it's fun to look at the art's good and it's just a very fun entertaining time overall like it has some good comedy in there too yeah, it's just good. Like it's, it's, And clearly, people agree with that because of how long it's been ongoing. Now, when it comes to how to make an invisible man, obviously they're going for something very, very different. It's more of a, a thought piece, I guess. 
but it it comes down to for me how much of an emotional impact do each of them leave because the whole point of how's making visible man is you see the guy essentially believe what is it better if he didn't exist and then coming to realize that he has a place in the world and he doesn't want to not exist that's the the very basics of it and so that's a very emotionally charged story do you get on board with this character and his ideas and then do you feel his regret when he feels it when he realizes it's real and so that's the element you take away from that does that beat the fun that you're having with reincarnated as slime to me that's what this comes down to yeah i mean I, you say fun <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah yeah it's the concept of like does the concept of invisible man which isn't fully explored but wouldn't be because it's a one shot not one shot sorry it's a short series so very much it's focusing on its narrative rather than trying to create an entire world or do i resonate more with slime which for all its problems does ultimately construct an interesting world and interesting players in it even if one of them is all the chess pieces combined into one I mean, Phil, you, you're you a fan of both of these. Which which? What are you feeling? Which way are you leaning? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I get the feeling Phil would have rather we just talk about it for another half an hour while he gets to think about it. No, I, you see, I need to think about it for half an hour, so that's one I'm to <laughs> Honestly, I don't know which way I'm going on this one either. Like, I really enjoyed both of these series. This, this thing, I like both of them. I have bought and will continue to buy Slime. Uh, I enjoy it very much. I have watched all of the anime that's out. I'll watch the film, I want to say, when that comes out this year. Film, OVA, something like that. You even watched the spin-off, which is... I did watch the spin-off, yes. Questionable, but... It, it, it was alright. It, it was just more fun times with Rimuru and the gang. It was a slime of life! But, <laughs> um... Ah. <laughs> Yeah, I generally liked Invisible Man. It's not the most unique story. Not that Slime is either, by any stretch. I'd say it's more unique than Slime is. Sure. Steady on now. You're saying it's more unique than an Isekai? <laughs> I know. Hot take. Right the point there. is, the idea of someone wishing they didn't exist or being completely forgotten and unable to interact with people, that, that, that story has been told before. And I don't think this necessarily does anything too original with it. I think maybe the only difference is the revelation at the end where, like, actually you can return to existence by realizing you have your place to belong and where that is, is perhaps the more unique aspect of it when it comes to these stories. Because normally it's just like, so you've seen how life is without you existing. Now we're just going to send you back. Usually those stories are more about your life might be awful at the moment but look what everyone else's life would be like without you and see how much worse off they are and uh oh yeah there are several stories that go both ways on that like uh yeah the night before christmas whatever the, the one with ebony is scrooge in it whatever it was christmas carol christmas carol that's the one yeah where it's like it very much goes the other way it's like you know if you weren't around people would be happy <laughs> so it's like oh <laughs> yes wow it's pretty much the crux of that story yeah to be fair, that's not mm, that's slightly different because that's not showing them life without him 
Yeah, that's a gross oversimplification. <laughs> it's show, it showing the future after he has died if he continues black the way he has been acting. Yeah, like that's a gross oversimplification. But yeah, there's also another one. I don't remember what it is, but it's a one. Ooh, it's a wonderful life. It's, it's a wonderful called. life. I think it's yeah, the big. That's one. That's the that's the one. standard one. Yeah, where it literally, if you didn't exist, this is what life would be like, and it's so much worse. I've, I've not spoiler seen alert. It, I guess so I can't comment. Spoiler alert for like an eighty-year-old movie or something. Oh, it's it's an old film. Yeah, black and white even. I've made my decision, right? And I've stalled. Right, like, right. Have we stalled enough? We've stalled long enough talking about things which all, aren't this category. All cut in the edit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I ultimately I think what my decision is. While there is a bunch, I'm kind of ambivalent towards both of them. To be perfectly honest, like they're both fine, but I'm probably not going to put money towards either. But my memories are certainly with the slime one. I would say if you were going to experience slime, you pick the anime over the manga because the manga wasn't brilliant and doesn't structure stuff as well as the anime does. like much like spider as we mentioned earlier the anime brings forward some stuff to make the narrative more coherent and flow better so i will go for the more complete and whole and kind of does what it needs to do and it's a bit weird that his sister tries to make out with him but if you look <laughs> past that that's the only real issue i have with invisible man whereas slime i have especially the manga version, have a bunch more issues. So my vote goes for Invisible Man. Pure numbers game for Sean. Yeah. But uh, it's, Slime is, if you're into Isekai, by all means, check out the anime version of Slime. I would recommend that over the manga. And that's kind of why I'm picking Invisible Man over Slime, because I think Slime is, as a manga, inferior. So Phil really likes both of these, so I'll go next. Because I see every, all the points we've made. And Invisible Man's a much more serious story, and Slime very much isn't. It's supposed to be silly and fun. So it comes down to personal taste at that point. Fate of the world depends on Slime for Mike. <laughs> it sure does, <laughs> which is very silly. And I do think personal taste, if I was going to pick up one of them to reread, it would probably be reincarnated as a Slime. So that's the side I'm going to go with. Purely because it... I, I look back on it very, very fondly. Conveniences aside, which can get a little annoying, I do think it does well with what it writes. And I feel like it builds a world properly. It builds character motivations properly. And it's just fun all the way through. Whereas Invisible Man, it's difficult to get on board with the ideas. Because while it hasn't, it's not interested with exploring what invisibility means and that's kind of a constraint of the one-shot format it it's not really considered the ideas behind it the implications behind it it just plays with this one thought of would people care if i wasn't around and that's fine but it is very one note and it's less entertaining as a result so that's why i'm settling on reincarnated as a slime oh you're both worse yeah, because now you have to make a decision. No, I have to watch me. It's the worst, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking break. <laughs> Go on, make a choice. Uh, Choose your child. <laughs> it's a bit much, but yeah, sure. Uh, it really, <laughs> it actually really is a tough one for me, this one. Unlike the earlier bracket with, I don't even remember what the two series were. Where it's just like, these are both okay. For me, these are both really good and 
having to pick one is a nightmare. I think, much to Sean's disappointment, I'm sure, I'm going to pick Slime. Mm-hmm. Because while I enjoy Invisible Man, and I would happily buy it the second it came out in English in the UK, it's not something I feel like I would have to, I would want to reread more than a couple of times necessarily. The fact it is so short, it can be done quickly, but it is just once you've read it once, it's, it, it loses its charm a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Whereas Slime, like, I've got more to read. I can enjoy it. I'm, I am enjoying it. I mean, I would also highlight with Slime, you've read the manga, you've watched the anime. Do you read the light novel versions of it? I don't, because I buy the manga. I, are you planning to read the light novel version at some point? I'm, I'm not, no, because the book, oh, okay. basically, when I bought the manga, I was actually having... I was trying to make the decision, do I buy the light novel or do I buy the manga? I didn't want to buy both, necessarily. Because that seems a bit excessive. <laughs> yeah, who'd, uh, yeah, who'd do that? No, look, I'm not saying you can't. Good, because I, I, I don't own both versions of Spider. You can't prove yeah, it. Like, yeah, that's mm. the thing. If you like the series, go for it. Like, don't get me wrong, I might change my mind at some point, but at the moment, I'm quite happy just purchasing the manga. See, I, I, just, I had a thought about this category as well, which is... The Invisible Man is a very interesting story. It's a very good story, I think. It's, it's executed very well. It reminds me of the graphic novel, Marvel graphic novel, uh, Marvels, what it's called, and which is a series of like short stories uh, written with amazing art and really well written. And they're really powerful stories, like emotionally driven as well. And I've read them, and they're fantastic, genuinely, if you want to pick up a series of one-shot Marvel stories. Marvels is fantastic graphic novel. I would never want to read it again, though. And I get the exact same feeling with Invisible Man. Whereas Slime, you could go back to multiple times. I will say I have. Yeah. Well, the thing's like, I could happily read Invisible Man again. It's just, I feel less like I need to or want. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's pretty much what I'm feeling as well. Whereas the, I get it. And I think part of that's is down to the fact it is a one volume thing. Sure. Whereas like slime, it's ongoing. So actually you you get to volume fifteen or whatever and it's like, oh you know what? There's some stuff early on I don't really remember that. Maybe that's become a bit more relevant again. Potentially. Or maybe you're just like, you know what, it's been a while since I've read the beginning and I enjoyed the beginning. Let's go back to the start ahead of the next volume, which I mean shit, I do that with actual books. I'm like, oh man, the next book in this series is coming out. I better reread the whole series again. Don't remind me about the fact I'm going to have to reread parts of Soul of Fire and Ice when <laughs> I'm going to. I don't, I don't uh, want to. Yeah. I don't want to. Not because they're bad, but because it's so much time. Just so long. Yeah. But it's also been a decade and I can't remember. Uh, it's cute because you use the word when, not if. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> I believe, question mark. <laughs> I believe the next one will come out. I mean, he clearly didn't put much work into Elden Ring, so... <laughs> he did do a lot, no. Uh, dear. But uh, either way, moving on to our next matchup then. So for our next matchup, we have a maiden in love with a maiden boy going up against the OG Isekai Black Summoner. Do you like cutesy cross-dressing or... Six out of ten, Isekai. Fight. 
can I just point out here? I like the fact in the span of the, let's say, two hours we've been recording, Sean has bumped Black Summoner's rating up one. Oh, did I say 5 out of 10? I you said, you said 5 out of 10 at the start. Now it's a 6 out of 10. Oh, damn. It's going up, lads. <laughs> I don't mind Black Summoner. Like, I, I asked for a generic Isekai, and Black Summoner is a generic Isekai, but I don't mind it. I like most of the characters in it. I I'm like not saying you, you do. I'm just saying, like... Your rating's going up slowly. But we've had time to reflect on it in the last two hours. I don't expect to go further. But uh, Maiden in Love with a Maiden Boy is also a very... Okay, not very. Like, cross-dressing isn't exactly an unexplored territory in Japanese medium. But uh, it's uh, it does a surprisingly mature and nuanced take on it, rather than going for cheap jokes. I think it's not done in this way, where it is the primary focus of anything. I can't think of anything else at the start. Yeah. Like, you might have a character that cross-dresses. Like, you might have a Stolfo in your series, but that's usually more of a punchline rather than... Let's look at the history of a Stolfo. Why does a Stolfo dress in a skirt? Like, this is... Let's ask these important questions. I mean, if you want, like, stories where cross-dressing is the main focus, porn is right there. (laughs) That's a problem, I would argue, Mike. Like... (laughs) Yes, I agree. Yeah. So let's not go down the road of, oh, if it's cross-dressing, it's clearly sexual in nature. That... <laughs> yeah. That's not what this does. That is true. No. I have a hard-ish time choosing, because I like, I like both of them. I don't have a hard time cho- choosing at all. <laughs> okay, go for it, buddy. Black Summer was just so drab. It was so dull, because it's just like, yeah, this happened. It had some problematic shit in it as well, which didn't help it. And... It was, just, it was just so very by the numbers standard. Really, it like chemically neutral isekai. Maiden in Love is at least an interesting idea, or at least the way they do it is interesting because they 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 tell you about this thing in a respectful way. It's about inclusion, not poking fun, and that's at least admirable. <laughs> like even if I didn't enjoy the story all that much, because I didn't. Like, I'm definitely choosing Maiden in Love in this one, just because Black Summoner was just... It was fine. No risks whatsoever in either direction. It was fine. It elicited zero emotions from me. Yeah, I feel the only reason you would, you're would even mildly sour on Maiden in Love is probably because it's a four coma, so you had to read <laughs> essentially 200 or so dis- distinct, in inverted commas, chapters. But Yeah, it didn't help. Yeah, I know that wearied you out a lot more than me and Phil. Yeah. But at least it was interesting, you know? Black Summoner was the opposite of interesting. <laughs> Not stupid or dull or boring. It was just it was just there. Very white bread. I think I ultimately am gonna go with like Maiden in Love is a unique premise done respectfully and I respect the heck out of that and have to choose it because of that. Black Summoner, I don't hate. I've grown more fonder on it over in the year since we've done it. Like I might buy it if you could buy it physically, but you can't because it's J Novel Club. But uh, that's more because there are a couple of characters that I like, and it doesn't. It's more that Black Summoner doesn't fall into any of the usual pitfalls necessarily of Isekai. It just manages to play it down the middle and does all right as that. Whereas Maiden Love, I would absolutely buy if I could. Sadly, I can't because it's never been licensed. Dan probably won't be because Western media has a time with the concept of trans cross-dressing or transsexuality but uh that's a that's a whole nother debate so uh my choice goes to maiden in love what uh, what about you phil where, where are you leaning i 
think I've probably also come down on the side of Maiden in Love. Again, just because Black Summoner is your generic Iskai. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like Iskai. I clearly like generic Iskai, as this <laughs> podcast has proved. But the point is, like, I can go out and find other stories like that. I can't find something like Maiden in Love off the top of my head. So at the very least, there are fewer series like that. And while I don't think there necessarily needs to be as many stories like that as there are Isekai, I don't think the world would suffer for it by any means. Arguably, it would be better for it. But <laughs> again, separate conversation. And I do think generally the story of Made in Love was, it was pretty solid. It, as Sean said, cutesy, fluffy. All right, good. My main drawback for Black Summoner is, yes, it is fine. Yes, it's generic. But the, the generic meaning that there is at least half the isekai out there on the same thing, but better. Sure, yeah, there, there is that. There are better versions of that story out so, there. So, yeah. And I definitely can't say the same easily, at the very least, for Maiden in Love. So, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything like it. Not to say it doesn't exist, but... As I say, at the very least, there is a lot less of that story. Mm-hmm. As I say, there are stories, I think, in my head, and I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I know there are stories of people who essentially they do like gender change, but that's not really also what Main in Love is about. But that's the closest thing I can think of. I was going to say, I remember that was like a big thing as well, wasn't it? He's not. Yeah, it's very clear that they're all comfortable in their sexuality, not. In the gender identity, that's what I'm after. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, if you want gender swap manga, porn is right there. <laughs> uh, okay. Mike, uh, dear, like, Mike doesn't speak for us. Um... <laughs> three cis white men. <laughs> oh, three cis men did it again. Well, there we three go. Three cis white okay. guys solved the world's solved problems. Solved the world's yep. problems. <laughs> oh, well, brilliant. Well, in that case, let's, uh, let's delve into our final matchup of round two. I mean, I don't think they're solving one of the problems that's in it's this It's against Kiss X, Sis. I vote the Mike, other Mike one. Has, Mike, has put, <laughs> Mike has put two and two together. Oh, I, yeah, and I also know what the other one is. Yeah, okay. I don't care what the other one is. Wow, great, brilliant. Because it's my buy. It's Peach Boy Riverside. Oh, yeah, that's an easy Written choice, yeah. by Cool Kiyoshina, art by Johanne. This is ongoing with 11 volumes, and there was a web manga version. It has been licensed by Kadansha. Ten volumes are out digitally, six are out physically. And there is an anime on Crunchyroll for 12 episodes. But I know Phil Foot saw the first episode of that. And uh, after he told me about it, I was like, yeah, stick to the manga. Well, let me put it this way. I think I watched like the first couple of episodes and stop. Yeah. Uh, you watched the first episode and you were like, there's a tentacle molestation scene in this, show," And I'm like, <laughs> why? I don't know if that was the first episode, but yes, that there is that scene. That wasn't in the manga. They added that. The manga's good. Uh, like it didn't. It doesn't need punching up with terrible anime cliches. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I buy Peach by Riverside. Uh, this was one of our first question mark shonen picks when I was asking Phil to try and put some more shonen stuff in for the year. I think this was also the anime tie-in as well at the time, so it kind of ticked two boxes. And- I, I remember it towed the line between shonen and signing though, because it. It was hella violent. It can get a bit graphic and bloody at times, definitely. What we're, and also, entire towns being obliterated by uh, giant <laughs> laser beams. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, 
again, this is the other one I buy because much like uh, had we relationship, I have volumes of this in my cupboard to read at some point. I'm very much invested in this, but I am also a sucker for Shonen. So, but it did help that this has good characters, like a a female lead, where the story kind of diverts from where you're first going. Oh, it's going to be about the guy who's coming to town and is playing the owner. It's all about no, no. It's it's all about the girl finding herself. And then you think, oh, so she's just going to find the guy and just going to become part of that. And then like, no, no, she finds her own identity and then chooses to go on her own way and make her own part, as it were, instead of teaming up with the... Uh, as we come to the increasingly psychotic guy who is very much kill the bull, mm-hmm. slaughter everyone. Oh, what's that? You're not evil. I don't care. You're an Oni. You can die. So uh, lo- lots going on, and I enjoyed it. it it's a very vague interpretation of Moritaro, Mar- something like that, the peach Mar- boy Mar- in the Mar- river. But whatever it is. It, I'm impressed he got that close. <laughs> yeah. um, I won't lie. <laughs> I listened to that episode yesterday. Oh. <laughs> in that case, I'm thoroughly disappointed that you only got that close. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, um, it's, it's a vague interpretation of that folklore story. So the male hero is... Very pretty man who psychotically uses his ambiguous superpowers to kill all of the demon people in the world. Like, that's his one mission in life. And the main heroine, she wants to go on an adventure and then discovers she mysteriously also has these powers, I guess. Even though that's, from what we read, has nothing to do with anything. But it is actually, between that, it's generally just an adventuring style manga where they just go they jump from town to town and we see what the world is like through a new exploration person's eyes new explorer's eyes and it's honestly quite well written i, I like i totally get why you buy this as far as the manga is concerned anyway i tentacle molestation scenes notwithstanding non-existent in the manga yes that's what i kind of what i mean yeah shame it never got adapted <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I remember the fight choreography for what we get. It's mostly about them throwing lasers at each other. The, the Onis, yeah. I mean, now, now I'm remembering more about this series. Now you also get to see uh, one of my favourite characters of the year, Frau, which is yes, uh, Frau. androgynous buddy in a skirt and uh, kicks ass. Uh, no, kicks face, actually. <laughs> that too. That, that's the uh, defining feature. Um, Frau <laughs> kicks people in the head and then they die because they get kicked so hard. And it's very soft-spoken, very um, monosyllabic is not the right term. They don't say much. They're obsessed with carrots to the point where they name a nameless character Carrot, but with a K. They have a giant croquet hammer, which I still don't understand. Like, I don't get where that came from, but d- sure. So it says the man who played Elden Ring with a giant croquet carrot. For, it wasn't uh, a croquet what? hammer, but it was oh, a giant sorry. hammer. Now I have a giant stick. You do. It's much better, slightly longer. Anyway, it's uh, it's a little silly, but it takes itself quite seriously, and it doesn't do it in a way that feels very bad or juxtaposed. It it feels like it, you recognize that it is quite silly, but you also feel like taking it as seriously as they're presenting it as well. And it doesn't mind stopping for levity and things like that. It does have a lot of the same shonen issues of like this enemy is now a friend. Because reasons, shut up. Friendship beam. It it does, but I also don't mind that. I mean, put it, in a year where we've also done two 
far more successful and bigger Shonen series in Claymore and World Trigger. This is the one where I'm like, nah, this is the Shonen I want. Like, give me more of this. That's fair. That is fair. I don't think Carl to want this over World Trigger. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that is fair. And I get it. The actual story itself is fine. We didn't get too deep in the actual overarching plot from what we did because it was a fairly slow burn. But in that time, it plays with some complex ideas. I remember at the beginning, it's kind of stupid, though. Like something to the effect of, girl wants to go on adventuring, but she can't because she's too scared. But then a month passes, nothing changes. She cuts her hair and off she goes. <laughs> That's about it, really, as far as development goes. And it just happens to stumble into various characters on the way. And there's a talking dog. I remember that too. Yes, the, the guy is traveling with the dog. Yeah. It, it's a little silly. And I remember having a lot of questions about the world, which the thing didn't seem too interested in answering. But it's certainly not bad. I remember the heroine has the very lofty goal of solving racism. <laughs> That is true, yeah. She uh, decides to out- go out and solve racism, which is, uh, oof, good luck on that one. But uh, she's also got the realism to realise it's not just going to be, yeah. snap your fingers, there you go, I've done it. <laughs> she, she does, this is true, but... Oh. But frankly, we, we discussed this in the episode as well, like, if they did say that, that would have been just outright insulting. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a good thing they didn't. I, I mean, I, that sums up my thoughts it's a good thing and it's up against kiss exis which nope no, no. <laughs> like for, for all of my talk in the episode and last time around like how i appreciate the fact that it swings for the moon and mm. what it's going for that's yeah that's that's where that ends no that i'll i i put it like this i could read peach by riverside in public and be like yeah uh i i don't want to go to jail so <laughs> Peach Boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk about Kiss Exis anymore. Th- then vote Peach Boy and we can I will on, like... vote Peach Boy Riverside. Because Peach Boy Riverside, like, this is a bad matchup because Peach Boy Riverside is actually somewhat good and Kiss Exis is horrendous. So it was only ever going to go one way. And frankly, I'm glad I don't have to defend either of the points with you guys. So yes, Peach Boy Riverside definitely is my choice here. Phil? Oh, no. Which one do I... It's Peach Boy. Oh, no, you could have just picked Kiss Exist just to, like... <laughs> I mean... Hurt me. No, 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 because uh, if I, I, I'll i I'll wrap it up with this, back it up with this, because, Phil, do you still read Peach Boy Riverside? I'm not up to date with it. Generally, I do. Oh, okay, because I think you weren't reading this at the time when we recorded. I think this is one of the series I started reading for the podcast. Yeah. And I think the thing is, it's one of those ones where I never fully caught up to date. So every time a new chapter comes out, I keep going, oh yeah, that's a series. I should get round to okay. I, I'm, catching up and then... I'm more relieved it, that so. you thankfully undercut the joke I was going to make, which was going to be, <laughs> if you hadn't read more Peach Boy Riverside, but it was obviously up to date and I've almost finished Kiss Exis. But uh, thankfully, thankfully. Uh, yeah. To be fair, that just means that he has a fetish. And that's that's normal. I mean, do you not have a fetish? Not for that. <laughs> that wasn't the question, Mike. <laughs> but uh, that that marks the end of round two. Then we now have our eight series going into the quarter finals. So let's 
dive right into it, start speed running through the rest of this uh, tournament arc now. So first up, quarterfinal one, how do we relationship versus Claymore? Oof. Uh, you say oof, I say how do we relationship, because uh, I bought that, and I do own one volume of Claymore, and then I didn't buy any more volumes of Claymore. And uh, in 10 years, my opinion hasn't much changed on Claymore. Like, I engage with the character's Harry relationship way more than Claymore, which has some nice ideas, but not much else. So, for me, easy pick, relationship. See, I didn't mind Howdy relationship. It's just, I have too many little thoughts, little peccadillos with it, and it does ruin the whole thing for me because of it. It's like, every time it's like a little extra thing you have to deal with. Not to say that Claymore is perfect, but I find it easier to be absorbed in that world than I do with How to Relationship. So I'm probably just going to side with Claymore on that one. Fuck. Stop <laughs> doing this to me. No! Uh, Make a decision, Phil. Can I, can I not? Can, can we get back Invisible Man? <laughs> Death is not an option, Phil. Uh, you voted out Invisible Man, Phil, so you don't get to now go like, ah. Uh... I voted it out because my choice was that old slime, Sean. Yes, and <laughs> you don't you get to have the buyer's remorse. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> like, they're, they're both fine. You can't choose both. I'm not choosing both. Can I choose neither? <laughs> no. No. Say, can I choose neither and bring back an Exiled series? <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know if we established this as much in this episode as we did necessarily in year one, but uh, you have to choose. Death is not an option. Death is not an option, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like Mike, I think Hardware Relationship has problems. Don't know whether I think they're that bad comparatively. Do you know what Hardware Relationship doesn't have, Phil? It, do, it does not have the, the kid, <laughs> yes. not have Rocky. I mean, look, I shit on Claymore for that. Honestly, it, it's done now. It's, it, like, it's, it's stupid at the time, but once the kid's there, he's there. It's like, whatever. I think it's going to be how do we relationship. No. Just because of the two volumes, while, while I did get a bit annoyed about the needless amount of drama that were going on over tiny little things. Claymore was just a bit repetitive and then that second arc was drawn out. Yeah. How, how do we relationship? They murdered my boy. Yeah. My boy lives on again. But uh, now, now we have a, a battle of the boys because now it's uh, Beware the Villainess versus Colorless. Yeah, this isn't really a choice for me either. <laughs> I'm annoyed that Beware the Villainess is still here because it's just dull to me. You're right, Mike. There is no choice here. It's Beware the Villainess. It's it's yeah, it's terrible. It's, Why be- it's better. That? It's better artistically. Uh, the characters are more engaging, apart from the prince. Don't ignore him. <clears throat> but uh, whereas Colorless <laughs> is a concept. The prince is very engaging. They've been engaged since the start. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. Uh, Oh, that's good joke. I mean, not enough to change my opinion, but good joke. Funny man. I'm a very funny man. Yeah, you you know that because I say I'm funny. I I know that because you're voting colorless, which is hilarious. (laughs) Hey, I just think colorless. I give colorless way more credit than you do. Yeah. To be clear, I don't hate colorless or anything. I just 
Beware the Villainess, I actively want to read Colorless is like, yeah, that's nice. I'm happy for people. You see, I'm, I'm very much the opposite for you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm happy that people enjoy Villainess. It's definitely not no, for no, me. You're not. I would... no, you're not. <laughs> well, I'm not happy about anything if you want to be technical about it. No, it's more like, as I mentioned, Beware the Villainess was very much the fly to the moon. You could not, you were actively telling people to avoid it at the end of that episode. That sounds so unlike me. <laughs> Like, I think your closing opinion was like, no, I, I hate the fact that this exists rather than <laughs> usual, like, eh, if you're into it, sure. Like, no, you, much like Fly Me to the Moon, could not stand it. Well, regardless, <laughs> I would actually <laughs> potentially read more Colorless because, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. Which is fantastic because, once again, Phil has to be the deciding vote. Uh, th- this one actually isn't that hard for me. The, 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 the bad news, Mike, is that uh, Phil buys <laughs> oh. one of these. <laughs> I, I did buy one of these. And, like, but. I, I like Colus. Colus is great. I, I'm picking Beware the Villainess. Man, you guys. I would suck. happily buy Beware the Villainess if it was available in not fake currencies. Yeah. How do I call a referee? This is clearly rigged. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another one of Mike's. In, in his own words, they murdered my boy. They murdered my boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, mate, will, will Mike's next get through because now for qualifying on number three look back takes on slime i'll go first because my opinion shouldn't surprise anyone slime is okay look back is one of the best i've ever read look back wins for me see for me it's a little more complicated i was gonna say you 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 two are a lot more positive on slime can now have this argument go on let me save you some effort here mike Mm -hmm. by which i mean no effort at all because uh i'm picking slime yeah, I figured you would. I, I figured this one would come down to me because I really like both of these. Um, I'm way more favorable of Slime than Sean is. And I, I mean, I, I buy Look Back. So it's, uh, I clearly like it. And it is rough though. Slime is something which I am still considering to this day going back to read more of. I mean, here's a question for you, Mike. Go on a tangent. Sure. I do like those. Have you read more solo leveling yet? Now that it's finished, I have not read. Uh, I have not read more solo leveling yet. I no. I want to, and I keep meaning to, and then I forget it exists, which is not super conducive to the whole reading it thing. Sure. Now, if I wanted to tangent, that would undermine this entire episode. Have you read more of anything from year two? That's it's. Has he read more of anything? You don't have to limit it to year two. Well, no, because he read more solo, like not in year two, but he read more solo leveling. Read anything from this year? I'm going to assume. I'd be staggered if he has. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I mean, I, I've watched some anime of some of the episodes. Did you watch any of the animes apart from, I think you already said, Spider? Spider. I feel like I did watch one more, but I'm not thinking Claymore. about it on my head. I did not rewatch Claymore. I, I have every intention of doing so, though. No, maybe not. Maybe it's just, yeah, maybe it's just Spider. So what I'm hearing is that your favorite series of year two is Spider. Oh, clearly, clearly you watched the anime of Alice Academy. Oh, no, sorry. I rewatched the, the rewatch. I watched the anime of Redo of a Healer. Uh, uh, wait, really? What? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You love Shadow Fruit, so I could believe it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is... thing, it's just like, the way you said it, it's just like, hang on a minute. Is that serious? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm tempted. It sounded just... like general remembrance rather than a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am tempted though just to see if it's equally horrific, which it probably will be. Like, I don't know what I'm expecting. Say, un- unless they just rewrite it. 
I mean, I'm assuming just because of the nature of anime and the audiences it attracts that it has to be a toned down version. Because anime isn't allowed to go as far as manga. I don't think it will be. I don't know. Uh, it's on high dive, I remember. So. Yeah, and I think we were all surprised it was on high dive. Mm-hmm. Anywho, enough stalling. I made the decision. Uh, I think I'm going to... On this one, I think I'm going to settle on Look Back. Because I really enjoy Slime. I'm probably going back to it at some point. But uh, yeah, I buy Look Back for a reason, and it's fantastic. I don't think it does anything wrong the entire time through. So yeah, Look Back. It's great. Everyone should read it. Yeah, especially because it's all a chop. So it's like yeah. half an hour to read it. Or if you fail, five minutes. <laughs> sure. Uh, which moves us on to the uh, final quarterfinal. A maiden in love with a maiden boy versus Peach Boy Riverside. Ah, oh, shite. Now I have to pick one. Ah, <laughs> uh, because I like do, both Do you want to go first, Mike? Uh, Please do. <laughs> sure. Of the two of these, it comes down to personal preference. And while I don't think maiden love is bad by any stretch of the imagination, it's definitely going to be Peach Boy Riverside for me. This is not a hard choice because Peter Riverside is silly, but it's silly serious and fun. It's not trying to do anything too groundbreaking with like society or anything like that because it's just not interested in doing anything like that. Even though it goes with the idea of the lofty goal of solving racism, that's that's really not the focus of it as such. And it's just fun, and that's pretty much what I want for my escapism. I don't want to have to think and like think of things. Main in love is good though, but Peach Boy Riverside definitely. Phil, what's not that I'm stalling? What's your take? <laughs> My take, honestly, I, I sort of agree with what my dad like. They're both fine. They're both good. I I don't think either one of these is a loser in that sense of the word. One of them does obviously have to lose, unfortunately, but. I was going to say, I feel now that we've hit the quarterfinals, we've gotten rid of pretty much all of the, the dreck at this point. Like, I think all eight of the quarterfinalists are, in their own ways, pretty cool series. Like, yeah, I, I don't think there'd be any problem with people checking. To be honest, most series we read, I don't think there'd be any problem with people just checking them out. Again, you are, you big, heard Phil say. Big, big asterisk saying most. No problem with people checking out Kiss Excess. You are... <laughs> I mean, sure, morbid curiosity is a thing. But I think between these two, I think I'm going to come down on the side of Peach Boy Riverside as well. Yeah, I get that. So now now that you're... Free of responsibility. Yeah, choice doesn't uh, matter, Sean. Yeah, that makes it so much simpler. Because uh, the thing is, I, like, I have bought Peach Boy Riverside, and I would buy Maiden in Love if I could. So I'm not really going to rule it of like, I have bought one. That's only because one is available to purchase. Yeah, like same same when we had the Slime and Invisible Man for me. Yeah. Peach, I think at the end of the day, Peach Boy Riverside is a damn good shonen that I enjoy reading. Made in Love is, I think, shoujo. I think I will vote for Made in Love this case just because, and nothing against Peach Boy, it's brilliant and I really enjoy it and I really like the characters here and all of that. I think Maiden in Love is probably the favorite, my favorite four comb I've read. Admittedly, I have read a lot, but like that does mean I rank it higher than Azul Manga. And also has that, like, and I've not read as much manga as Phil, to be clear, but has that really unique and intriguing premise, which I couldn't 
really think of anything else on a topic that especially in now and modern times in current year in in insert year here more people should read more gender slash sex positive stories about what happens when you blur the lines a little bit so uh I vote for Maiden in Love, but uh, I also have no problem that it loses to Peach Boy Riverside. Because I buy Peach Boy Riverside. So, uh, there you have it. So, are we ready now for the semi-finals? Oh, boy, am I. Oh, baby, here we go. Well, uh, I tell you what, Mike, do you want to go for the one that you're going to find easy or the one you're going to find harder first? Uh, let's stick with the easy first. We can rush through that. and. Oh, brilliant. Mike, how do we relationship? Uh-huh. Versus beware the villainess. I, I hate thought you. you said this would be easy. <laughs> yeah, for Mike. Uh, I hate you a little it's bit. Easy, it's easy for Mike, I'd have thought. Not really. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you you turned on beware the villainess now? No, you? I dislike both of them. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Realistically, it is an easy choice. I just don't like either, and I don't like potentially giving a win to either of them. I don't want either of them in the competition <laughs> anymore. Let alone in the final. Yeah, it's easy as a choice, but I don't feel good about it. And so I'm going to be choosing uh, How Do We Relationship. As much as I don't want it here, I don't want either of them here. I mean, I'm upset that it got this far. I've just figured out what... Oh, no, this is going to come down to... Ah, oh, fuck. I've realised where this is going to go, because now it's Phil's choice, and I can guess what he's going to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking for the villain. Yo! <laughs> You monsters! Why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> like, it's been very abundantly clear I'm kind of a bit whatever about how to be relationship. Yeah, I don't like it either. I'm very <laughs> favourable about villainess. <laughs> but I'm favourable about both! <laughs> I, that, that's on you. I'm, I'm pretty You're upset. You're the one I picked this bracket to go first. <laughs> this is actually a weirdly even category. One who doesn't like either, one that likes both, and one that likes one not the other. <laughs> I, I don't. I wouldn't go as far as I dislike how do we relationship. I just, it, it's not difficult for me to drop it at this point. Like I say, it was fine. Right. Right. Okay. You can do it. I believe in you. Can I? Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Death is not an option. I. It, I. I don't want to pick death. I want both of them. Also, not an option. As is neither. But both is good. Yeah, I didn't get this choice earlier. No, no, <laughs> no you, you don't get it now. I know, I know. Again, to be clear, because this is what I have bought How Do We Relationship, I would buy slash read more Beware the Villainess if it wasn't locked behind Tapas. Uh, um, I, don't, I genuinely don't know. I guess at the end of the day... Oh... There are more characters and plot motivations that I am invested in in How Do We Relationship than Beware the Villainess. Not to besmirch Beware the Villainess, because it's brilliant, but How Do We Relationship is something I could see myself reading on a more longer term, whereas Beware the Villainess, and I'm aware Beware the Villainess only has like 90 or so strips in its main story and then its epilogue, which is ongoing. But, uh... I could foresee reading How Do We Relationship for years to come, whereas Villainess probably would run out of steam if it tried to keep going. And outside of its phenomenal lead character and brilliant Yuri, doesn't have a huge amount of, like, I, I engage with most of the characters in How Do We Relationship, whereas Villainess is very much about its 
leading ladies. So uh, I'll vote for relationship, but I wholeheartedly recommend people check out Beware the Villainess for themselves, especially if you don't have a problem with the tapas economy or the webtoons economy, then uh, definitely check it out. It's great. Ignore everything Mike said in the episode mm. about it. But don't ignore this. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right. Now now for... Oh, Christ, this doesn't get easier for me. Now for the other semi-final. Uh, it's Mike's Buy versus mine. Look Back versus Peach Boy Riverside. See, this is just the much easier one for me. <laughs> you got them the wrong way around. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I like both of these. I absolutely do, but Look Back is just better, in my opinion. Yes, Peach Boy Riverside is fun and i'm generally more into that kind of story than i am a look back but look back is really just that good peach boy riverside has so many flaws like loads of flaws loads of nitpicks but i find it difficult i find it difficult to actually pick anything that a look back does wrong so this is a much easier choice for me because yeah look back all the way for me i suspect it's going to win the whole thing well oh we shall we shall see. That's my prediction. Uh, place your bets, everyone. Uh, uh, I mean, well, it depends. Because, I mean, what, what's Phil going to vote between uh, this battle of feelings and shonen? Oh, I, I pick Peach Boy. I hate you. <laughs> I, I know you do. Did you only pick that just to make Sean choose? Like, look, back's fine. It's good. I, I'm not that into it as you two are. Fair. Well, okay, right. I was hoping there'd be more to that. Great. Um, <laughs> no, well, I've, I feel I've covered it in the original episode. I, it's fine. It, it's a good story. It's not particularly my kind of story by any means. I don't feel like it. It has some big story that's like life changing or anything drastic like that that makes me be like, yeah, you absolutely have to read this. No, it's it's a good story. Read it if you want to. I, I don't think it's something you have to read or should necessarily read unless it's something you're interested in. Whereas I am definitely interested in reading more Peach Boy myself, personally. Cool. Um, I'll, okay, I'll start pontificating at this point because basically Peach Boy Riverside is brilliant. It's why I buy it because it and have bought it. Hey. Hmm. But um, at the end of the day, I think Look Back is the closest I've come to awarding a manga 10 in many many years like a 10 out of 10 in many many years and i am over the moon that it's getting a physical release because i will absolutely be buying that as it immediately comes out and if mike hadn't beat me to it i'd have bought it so <laughs> i definitely vote look back so i'm i'm surprised for you you even had to think about that because peach boy riverside is brilliant as well sure sure but say when, whenever you talk about look back it to me, I couldn't think of anything else on that list. You would have voted higher than look back. I well, we'll find out in a moment. But, uh, I'm sure we will. It's yeah, I have a massive amount of respect for look back. It's really good. And again, nothing, nothing against Peach Boy Riverside whatsoever. Like this isn't like in last year's semis where I was rapidly realizing I'm not, I wasn't going to be able to stop the tide of solo leveling. Yeah. And I, I feel that story is playing out again for someone else this year, but we'll find out in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's uh, look look back for me is is a masterpiece. But uh, do I regard it higher than how do we relationship? Because that is the final. How do we relationship versus look back? 
a fascinating story of lesbians at university discovering homosexuality for the first time for one of them against one of the best current authors doing a brilliant one shot that gained critical acclaim across the entire manga sphere. Let's go to Mike first because he'll have the easiest choice. Yeah, one of them I really like and is genuinely thinks one of the best things we've read for this show. And the other one is How Do We Relationship, which is deeply flawed in my opinion. It is tough for it was tough for me to get through and I just I don't resonate with any of these characters, any of the supposed development they have or any of the plot at all. I just I just think it's too really rough to enjoy. And so I'm not voting for that. I'm very much voting for a look back, but I'm not even sad about it. Phil? Uh, oh, do you want me to save you? Sure, I'm, I'm assuming you're voting look back. I... <laughs> no, shit, right, we have to keep it the tension. No, um, I, again, absolutely adore how to be relationship. The moment I can buy volume one for not more than the RRP on Amazon, I will be doing that. Goddamn, buying volume one's a manga. But um, Look Back is one of the best manga. Like, even though it's a one-shot, a, a short story, as it were, it's still one of the absolute very best things to be released in the manga sphere in the past few years and earned all the acclaim it got. So, uh, no, I mean, who, who knows who wins? But I voted Look Back. So, um, Phil, yeah, pressure's yeah. off. How, how could we possibly know who won? I, I haven't announced it yet, so it's know. impossible to know. <laughs> it could be a startling upset right it, now. It could. Yeah, suddenly my vote's worth three times <laughs> everyone else's. That's how democracy works. Who said this was a democracy? <clears throat> oh no. You still have to pick, so take us home. Still I, still have to I pick. do still have to pick. <sighs> I think probably look back for me as well between these two. Just because I didn't have any massive issues with Look Back, whereas I do have problems with How Do We Relationship. And I think I said this in the first episode, and I think Mike said it in this episode. I do think Look Back does have an edge just by virtue of being a one shot. So it doesn't get chance to develop those potential issues, those flaws that the ongoing series might have. But uh, it, it was for the most part well written. The art was alright. He detailed in places. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we didn't really talk about much is that Fujimoto is very good. Like, even though his art his art style is crazy unique, but also very good at realizing emotion and nuance in a weird way. Because it's very much not the traditional manga style in many ways. He is he is a phenomenal mangaka that I do recommend people check out all the works of. If you can buy them, but uh, <laughs> it's good luck again. Good luck buying Chainsaw Man Volume One. Ah oh, dear, but uh, so there you have it. Look back wins, well deserved. Uh, a clean sweep this time for it, unlike last year where it was a split vote in the final. Matt, the other side of this bracket must have been hella dull in just in general because, like, I wouldn't say that how do we relationship? It was really like final quality. I, I think problem we encountered this year was i think there was a few matchups that were just really unfortunate mm -hmm. i mean they are all random so yeah it's all random uh I, to be fair i didn't even outside of like making sure the tournament structure was set up correctly i didn't even see anything this year because i wasn't sure what would be the number two seed as it were i remember 
first year you made sure to put like so 11 and apothecary diaries on opposite ends. yeah i put them opposite sides because i was like this is the final and lo and behold it was the final yeah. like there were a couple of close calls but yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and i appreciate this year it was very much what like actually depending on matchups it could have gone very differently potentially yeah i, I don't know maybe a little but, uh, to be fair then, but... that's how tournaments work like it, it is yes. yeah but yeah like my final bracket was a lot earlier than yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair Here's the way it goes, and the toughest decisions are not usually the finals. We got lucky last year, and it was. So, this year, yeah, it's just un- had some unfortunate matchups, but hey, I'm happy with the winner, which of course I am, I bite it. Yeah, but uh, the good news is, if you're like, oh, this has all been too easy for them, because now, arguably, is a much harder one than it was in year one. So in year one, when we had to choose trashiest manga friends, it was Minamoto, and there was no there was, there no, was yeah. no debate to really be had there. It was there were some bad series, but it was by light years the worst. Uh, have fun with this year because it looked like it was going to be redo of Hida for a while, and then uh, Kisexis happened. But then also Kisexis lost to no beat Sabasa Chan, so maybe that's also reprehensible. Uh, and they saw that online, but that also beat Spider Monster. So right, but here's here's the thing for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can't really count Kiss Exist because it got through a round. It clearly can't be trash. <laughs> now say that again for Sword Art Online, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I, look, this is the thing. I hate Sword Online. I think it's awful. I would not put it on the same level as Redo. I would not even consider it. You can absolutely coast through round one on a hate read. Absolutely. So, just because it made it to round two doesn't mean it's good. But no, but the, the debate is, wait, what's the worst? And clearly, me and Phil at least thought Kiss Exis was better than Tsubasa. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Tsubasa was not good, but ultimately it was fairly benign. Like, it was... It's not good, but it's it's just sort of there. I, th- I think the thing is that, like, both Tsubasa and Spider, which are the ones that lost to SAO and Kiss Exis, like, they're not reprehensible by any reason to the imagination. They're just both shite. Yeah, the like, issue. not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think that makes them the worst, because they're not, they're not no, offensively they're not bad. Redo of a healer. <laughs> to me, it comes down to Redo of a Healer or Kiss Exis. This thing, for me, it, it, it's Redo. Like, I, <laughs> you can say there's an argument for Kiss Exis, but let me put it this way. At least someone who was not me voted it through a round. Yeah. Which implies it probably isn't that bad comparatively to Redo. At least for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, Kiss Exis was consensual, kind of. I mean, depends on your definition. Yeah, it does. That was a very. They browbeat him into it. Yeah, that was a very shaky statement. Yep. <laughs> is it better if it's a world where he was browbeaten into it by his sisters or is it better if it's a world where he was from the go yeah sure I'll bang him I don't want either of these worlds <laughs> uh, I've made no illusion my choice for trashiest <laughs> manga is redo oh, avoiding the question well played sir <laughs> <laughs> 
why bother answering when there's a bigger issue at hand? I was going to say, like... Well, I get that. Oh, my... I can't believe this is a sentence I'm saying. It does come down to what's the bigger issue to you, rape or incest? <laughs> I mean, technically yeah. not incest. Uh, yeah, also that. Let's... Uh, we... it... mm, it's no, not it's actually rape, technical. no. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say technically not rape. No, no, no. That was actually actually sexual say, assault. If yep. you want to go down this weird thought I experiment don't. process of illegality, it's what it does in redo murder. Probably, yeah. By wiping their personality. This is that murder. All right. Like I've been reading bloody short stories by Ken Leo as a sci-fi author and this is getting now going down into that path of like what is life really and like if you wipe out all of the memories associated with someone else have you killed them is deleting a perfect AI of a human consciousness is that murder yeah yeah but yeah yeah I would pick a sexist over reader with a healer any day what about you, Sean? Where's your thoughts at? Yeah, just to clarify, is in you think Kiss is I would better. read it. Yeah. If I had yeah. to read one of the two, I would read Kiss X. And you have, in fact, read one of the two, and it's Kiss I, I have actually, in fact, read it. <laughs> I mean, you've read true. some Redo of a Healer. That's, that's the point of this. I think the difference is, and perhaps the most damning statement of Redo of a Healer is, he stopped. He did stop. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that he did. Mr. Still Reads Rent-A-Girlfriend stopped. Yeah, if, if for some bizarre reason this is your first episode of the podcast, me stopping reading a series is a damning indictment. Damning indictment, yep. Because I will read just about anything, but I'm not reading Redo of a Healer. He would read anything for fun, but he won't read that. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I feel for me, ultimately, and we've, d- we've done some absolute shit this year, but, like, don't get me wrong, for, for all my uh, things about with Kiss Hexis being like, I, I'd rather it swung for the fences, and I would, but it's also, I'd rather it didn't be incest. Icky. But it's not incest. I, yeah. The two sisters make out, and that oh, is. okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's straight up incest. You can tell which bit of that episode I just edited recently. <laughs> the the part where the two sisters outright... the, the part where like feels like, it's not incest, and then Mike goes, but it's the two sisters, so that is, it's like, oh. Right. Yeah, these yeah, people are actually sisters. In my yes. defense, I keep forgetting about that part. <laughs> you try to forget. You repress it. It's, yeah. it's, it's not even repressing it. I don't remember anything of the sort happening again in the later chapters. So I just don't uh, even consider it. They stopped experimenting. What a shame. <laughs> they, but, uh, stopped experimenting. Uh, <laughs> why are these things I'm saying? But uh, yeah, either way, like that's like there's been a lot of the Drek tier like that, and like Sword Art Online, and like Spider Monster, and like Sebastian Chan, and there's certainly arguments for all of them in the just plain shit category. But in terms of like that reprehensible trash tier, like I am happy that Reader of Healer did not get localized because I don't want money and support going to that. And if that's my stance on something, then realistically, I have to consider that the worst thing we've covered. Like. We, it's better that Redo of a Healer was shoved to one side by the Western media. And that's not a stance that I usually take on anything because I'm very much of like, yeah, you should like be allowed to experience, like, kiss it, like, oh, for God, like, I don't have any issues, say, for example, with the underage element of kiss excess because at the end of the day, kids fuck. <laughs> I think at the end it. of the day, you take that stance, you're wiping out half the media. Yeah, half, there's <laughs> that as well, but also at the end, like, kids fuck. Like, oh no, these fictional 16-year-olds banged. What a crime. 
not really. But uh, that's a that's a whole different debate. But either way, like that's Reader of the Hilo, On the other hand, is yeah, I'm just I'm happy that it stopped. Like I'm pretty sure it still goes in Japan, and, and that's shite. I but um, so yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm happy that it ne- was never allowed, at least in manga and light novel format, to uh, make the jump overseas because one of these publishers directly looked at it and went no. So uh, yeah, Reader of the Hilo to me is. The trashiest manga, friends. But go on, Mike, what about you? Because you apparently have qualms on this. So uh... oh, There's just so much crap this year. Like, there was a, there was a few good Which ones. Which you wanted! Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> that is the point of the show. I get it. But, like, there was so much, like... There's some good ones we did this year. Absolutely. Stuff that, even though I didn't like it, I, I can recognize it was good. And there was just some that were just painful to read. Like, Alice Academy, so painful to read. Sword Art Online, so painful to read. And watch. And and watch. More painful to read than watch. No, disagree. Was it? I don't know. Uh, that's a... Listen to okay. those episodes. Right, okay. The manga is fucking awful. It's absolutely terrible, yes. I would argue objectively worse than the anime, but it's two volumes. Yeah. Not it's eight hours. Mercifully short, yes. Then there's also... Just like generic shit that was awful. Dragon's Rioting was just awful as well. Well, then Harem was honestly almost as bad as Redo in God, many I respects. Oh, all right, get that. fucked. No, okay. No, <laughs> I'm not almost. That. Well, then Harem's fine. I, I mean, I feel, I feel this goes back to just the crux of the episode we did on it, where it's just Mike is very adamant that there's no reason that they should be doing those things. Mike is very much, if it's the end of the world, you know, just let it end. Like, give up hope. <laughs> I didn't say I, give I up hope. I don't think he was saying give up hope. I think he was saying don't give up your morality, I suppose. Yeah, because at that point you're already fucked anyway. Not like that. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. No. <laughs> but let's ultimately, even though I do hate Kiss Exist, because just gross, I do think I agree with you. Redo of a healer, I don't think there's anything really more egregious like redo of a healer i'm gonna say some good points about it now the art is fine the story direction for what they want to do is also fine i'm not saying it's good i'm saying it's the the concept of like the redemption arc yes would be fine if it's very much a revenge fantasy yes but then they choose that they didn't have to write it this way they didn't have to do the things they did they just choose to do shitty thing after shitty thing in the grossest, most evil way they can think of. I get it's a revenge fantasy, but it's you didn't have to write it like that. Why think, did you do that? And I could be paraphrasing the Mike quote here. Your things in that episode was like, you had a choice to do like A or B and you chose the worst, like you chose Hitler. You chose <laughs> yes. the worst possible thing. Yeah, choice between A or B. Hitler. Oh, I didn't even know that was an option, but you took that. Okay. There's a reason that's not an option. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No one should pick that option. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. And read over healer. Horrendous. Just constantly chooses to make things worse rather than trying to better anything. Like, had so many other choices in writing it and in character motivation. And nope, they chose the way they... They did things, and no one needed to see that. No one needed to get access to the that part of the writer's brain, you know? 
And the fact that it is as popular as it is, is frankly a little disturbing. So yeah, I don't just not just much, not entirely because of what's in it, but because of the way it's in the world and is affected the world and that people are seemingly okay with this. That's disturbing to me. And yeah, I don't think on that point alone, I don't think anything that we've read this year could be worse. Now, here's a tough question for you guys. Mm. What, what's oh, we're worse? out of time. That's just really shame. What's <laughs> worse, redo of a healer or the trashest of last year, Minamoto story? Redo. Uh, Minamoto. Oof. Oh, now I've got to make a choice here. <laughs> Rot it upon yourself. For me, the fundamental, and I feel we may have touched upon this in Redo of Healer at the time. For me, the fundamental difference is Redo of Healer is heinous, like it has rape and revenge fantasy and a lot of no, stop, stop writing, stop doing this, stop all of that. But it's not coaching you to do it. <laughs> and that's my fundamental difference. Like Minamoto feels like it's, let's try how to train a rapist, whereas Redo of Healer is the life of a rapist. So. That's a very thin line right there. It's a thin line, but that's how I make the distinction for me. And that's why I think Minamoto is worse. Yeah. So if Phil's come down on Redo of a Healer, and I totally understand that, and you've come down on Minamoto, I totally understand that as well. Which is worse for me, personally? And I'm gonna have to give it to the reigning champion of Minamoto's story. Not that Redo of a Healer isn't bad oh yeah it's fucking horrendous but in terms of worst redo of a healer is horrendous but it is a fantasy story it you can't do the things that are happening in that uh, you, you very much can do some of the things he is doing in that yes you can <laughs> like you can do some of it but like not in the same way like there's no time travel there's no memory wiping there's no sure. eating each other's jizz to level up not not that you know of <laughs> not that I know of, that is true. Wait, if you uh, eat you, just, you don't level up? <laughs> I'm just going to hide my stat block. <laughs> that stuff doesn't exist in reality. Minamoto's story, as Sean said, is feels like it's actively training a rapist. And it tries to normalize everything, at least. And this is a very small benefit to it. At least redo of a healer is very, very clear that this is an over-the-top revenge story. Nobody would do this, hopefully. But Minamoto, honestly, it kind of tries to make you feel like it's okay, what he's doing, and it acts completely normal, and that is, frankly, far more disturbing to me than anything in Read Over Healer. So I've, I feel that means the... Reigning champion continues on for another year. Minamoto story. Worst thing we've read so far. Well, there you go then. That's a that's a lovely note to end a year two on. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way. That means our quality of what we've read's gone up this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I feel it's more the uh the trough. There was a deeper trough in year one. Where I I feel like, there were a lot of nice series in this year. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, looking at the quarterfinals, I'm like, yeah, I would I, I engage with most of these. But, uh, whoa, I, there's a lot, there was a lot of shit this year. And I'm struggling to remember stuff that was outside of, like, Grand Blue, which I infamously think is revulsive. 
I struggle to think of like there being that many truly trash tier things, whereas we had yeah. quite a few this year. But that's what Mike wanted. It's the trash manga friends, not the hey, that's all right. It's not <laughs> the six out of ten manga friends. It's not that this is fine friends. Yeah, uh, as much as some of us wish it could. The this is fine friends with the dog. With the dog fire. and the fire behind it, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's a good summation of this show. But uh, do you know what else is a, a perfect representation of this is fine with the flare fire going on behind it? <laughs> oh boy, tell me. At Fanaxkian on Twitter, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N. Follow Phil uh, for all of your non-tweeted that, that, I was about to say, that's just an outright lie, because that implies <laughs> I use Twitter. I, that's, yeah, you, you, this is fine. This is fine. Ah, oh dear. No, no, if you want, you want something abjectly awesome, then you go to twitch.tv slash berserkera. Oh, that's that's kind of you. Yeah, come watch me play video games and stuff. That's all I got. Just video games and stuff. It's fun. What kind of video games, Mike? Oh, who even cares? Uh, I play <laughs> a lot of Elden Ring right now, but when you're listening to this in the far off future, who knows? Potentially Persona 3. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's finally the inscription any percent world record holder. I somewhat doubt it. Maybe he's sure. finished The World Ends With You. I somewhat doubt it, but sure. <laughs> Maybe he's gone back to Hollow Knight. No. Who knows? But probably not. Probably <laughs> not no. you'll, you'll have to tune in to find out, so don't forget to uh, follow and subscribe to him on Twitch. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, at SlazerKing, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G, to see all of the various things I've purchased that are so much better than what we cover on this show. Like you can see, uh, I've got the Go Get a Rumi uh, books now. That's awesome. Yeah. Woo. Also not a manga. No. So therefore, better. Oh damn. Ooh, ooh. Oh, oh. That's going to get the Weeb community on my back, right? But uh, you can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Manga Cast to be notified the moment a new episode goes live. But how else can you find that out? By subscribing or following or liking us on the various podcast platforms of your choice. Be you a Spotify kid, an Apple kid, a Stitcher kid, a TuneIn kid, or a Google Podcast kid. Or is it Google Play now? I don't know. We're on all of them. So make sure you uh, subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice and rate and review and comment. All of that good stuff. And that means that year two is done it's in the history books we can move on to a whole new year with a whole new host of fun things on the horizon a new april fools what could that be the bleach episode asterix assuming it doesn't get delayed asterix (laughs) so much to look forward to so phil take it away how are we kicking off season three where does year three begin now that i've given you no restrictions on what you can pick this time around <laughs> this is actually true yes you, you did not restrict me on Mike this time last year we're climbing the stairs out of the trash boys as we're gonna be soul land whoa starting off with a manhua look forward to that when we come back to you in a week's time because remember this episode was in our off week so we'll be back in a week's time for that episode only then it's back to usual fortnightly upload schedule so we'll see you in a week for our year three debut thank you very much for listening throughout all of year two we hope to see you again as the years continue bye bye